Gretch, someone commented on the thumbnail. They had never seen me use the uh, the photo of you in the, uh, I believe it's a motorized scooter here, but this is one of my favorite Gretch photos yeah. I have in my thumbnail library. This was uh, <laughs> last summer, took the, the, the family down to LA. <laughs> We went down to Newport Beach, rented a little scooter. My wife and two daughters were sitting on a little bench sheet in the back. This is like a little motorized scooter that I'm driving, and they're riding in the back. And we drove up and down Newport for like an hour. It was a blast. But the guy, the guy, like, is like, let me get a picture. Let me get a picture. You know, like the guy that rented it to us. He's like, yeah, it's like very street vendory. And we're like, all right, here you go. Here's a camera. Like, we'll smile. And so we cropped them out of the picture. That's just me smiling at some guy taking a picture and wondering if he's going to run off with our phone. I, dude, and I'm glad that I now know the backstory because the look you have on your face is exactly, I guess I will smile, but I don't think we need a picture of this. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like, I'm already worried about driving this thing on like a boardwalk, like a crowded boardwalk. Like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, any chance I have to uh, put a thumbnail up here, you know, the uh, the fruits of my labor there in the thumbnail streets uh, have a fun show tonight. We are hopping in an FFPC draft, never too early best ball tournament uh, at 930. So that'll be getting underway here in a bit that already filled. So uh, sorry if you were looking to get in on that. I normally tweet it out uh, early in the afternoon if you'd like to join us. Um, I do have down in the show notes, though, if you haven't played at FFPC, they will give you uh, $25 uh, off your first entry if you are new. Um, but we also have some more pressing matters at hand. Ben, after uh, the Omni chatter last week, we are underway across uh, a lot of leagues here. How have things been going on the draft front? Good, man. Yeah, uh, we started some of our leagues that the three of us have done the last couple of years with like the, the Rotoviz crew with some of the fantasy football guys. We have like one with uh, like JJ and Rich Rebar and Matt Friedman and some of those guys. That's a blast. Davis. Um, and then we started the ship chasing cup. The the Omni Fantasy Cup is this. So we decided we're going to have these two different contests because we have kind of two different angles the the original sign up link we sent out last week is going to turn into a big omna fantasy cup that's going to be a bunch of different 12 team leagues really excited about that i talked with uh kevin zalukal who built the site he's going to build out a page that will have a combined standings for all the different leagues so you, you'll be drafting in a randomized 12 person league kind of like how you would in like scott fishbowl but um once the yeah so people in the chat are commenting that has not started yet. I'm sending that email tomorrow. I wanted to cover it tonight first. We're going to start those drafts tomorrow. Um, but we're going to have like, it looks like about 12 different 12, 12 person leagues. It's going to be about 144. I'm guessing is where we're going to, going to be. I'm in the mid one thirties right now. Um, are we in those two? Yeah. You guys are going to both be in it. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I've already started to – I did like a randomization just like an hour ago. Started to set up the different leagues, splitting up people like us because I'm going to have you guys create the leagues for me that, that I actually talk to and can walk through because like I can't create all the leagues or else then I'm in the leagues. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it should be it should be a fun little a fun little thing. And then, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the cool thing will be this this one big standings page that should be on the front page at omnifantasy.com where – Throughout the year, even though you won't necessarily be drafting with all your buddies, you'll be able to see how they're doing. And this, we're gonna we're gonna include links to all the different leagues so you can see who they have, what you're up against, all that stuff. Try to take down the first ever Omni Fantasy Cup out of like 150 people. Yeah. Now those leagues, uh, uh, will they be linking like as we go? Like, could you go check 
you know the ADP of the other. I don't leagues. think so. We're gonna build out that okay. that page probably after the draft. The ADP. Gotcha. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get uh, Kevin building an ADP tool as we go. We'll see. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun across the, the Omni Fantasy ADP. Omni Fantasy yeah, ADP. yeah. Or we could yeah. we could see if uh, Josh ADHD. You know, he needs to get those <laughs> coding yeah. fingers nimble for the SFB one. You, you get you know just a little uh, warm up here tune up. So. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Uh, Sam said yeah that uh <laughs> your draft is barely moving. Uh, we have been pinging guys in the Discord the uh, three leagues in the ship chasing cup. Uh, I know in my league worm. Worm, if you're watching, I know you're deep in the DeFi Kingdom streets. I'm going to need you to stop summoning your heroes and go summon a pick uh, in Omni Fantasy <laughs> right now. Um, no, Sean, uh, it has not all filled up. Uh, Gretch, if people want to sneak on to the yeah, let me form, put. Yeah, I just sent the the link in our private chat because I always don't have the comments up, but we dropped that in there. Yeah, so I'm going to post this in the chat right now. This is the Google form to be in the Omni Cup. I will also put it in the show notes. Although, Ben, where are you gonna, when are you going to close off um, submissions for this? Well, I'm going to close off tomorrow. One of the things I want to mention is if anybody signed up last week, maybe decided they didn't want to do it, whatever, please let me know because it's going to be kind of tough to replace people. I'm assuming we're going to have some that are going to be replaced uh, or need to be replaced because they're not getting picks. One of the issues is like the site is a little bit, primitive we don't have like notifications so we're gonna have to set up like twitter dm threats so you can kind of ping the guy that's after you after you pick or gal after you pick uh to let them know that they're on the clock so that's one of the like you got to kind of stay on top of it a little bit i'm going to try to stay in all these twitter dm threads like 12 of them and and hopefully keep an eye on all these different leagues uh not have a life for the next couple weeks because i just think this is an awesome idea but um it is going to be tough, and sometimes people are on the clock for like a whole day. Like you know, some some co-hosts on the show, like our, our buddy Pack, right? We would never it. point fingers, but like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like to point out. You know, you guys are always talk about tech, technical difficulties that that I've had on the show. No tech, technical difficulties tonight whatsoever. Ben was not able to find me for a full day, however. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's like this uh it's like this hunt right and you're like trying to track him down on discord oh and then you see him on twitter no he's not there maybe he's over on gchat you're just you know <laughs> yes. hunting around the internet trying to Picking find him on twitter picking him on discord um but yeah no if you don't want to be in please let me know uh and then so the reason i said that as well is if somebody's hearing us on the pod or something tomorrow i'm gonna have to cut it off at a certain point with a you know a number of 12 person leagues if we get a 13th league it, it's looking like i'm adding some people right now so we'll see Maybe we'll have 13 leagues, probably gonna be 12 or 13 total, but I'll probably have to do replacements and it'll be in the first round and the first pick. If somebody's not able to be, you know, if I can't find somebody to make their first pick, then I'm probably going to just replace them. So DM me yards per Gretch if you want in and you missed on the, the sign up uh, and I'll have like a little wait list or something. I think Scott Fish does that as well. It would be great. Like we would, we'll probably need to drop people in. So that'd be helpful. Um, the other thing I just dropped in the chat, uh, I did a Omni fantasy thread on the ship chasing Twitter account over the weekend. And I think I compiled most of the relevant links. It has articles uh, to the Omni Substack been put together rule explainers strategy. We have um, links to uh, some of the old videos, a link to the sign up form. So if you want to get caught up there and then on top of that, Ben, you also just put out uh, an updated strategy uh, post just uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I had said I was going to do that, and then I never got around to it because we've been working on some uh, some bugs on the site and stuff that uh, we got cleaned up. But I did write it. I wrote it kind of quick. Hopefully, it was useful for anyone who read it. 
no, it's uh, that stuff is very helpful. Also, Sam Hoppin, our guy, uh, our stat chasing guru, put together a value over replacement uh, chart for the top 30 picks, which is sweet. And I kind of mentioned it in the I actually didn't mention it in the I didn't I didn't I was going to link to it in the post because I linked to it last year in the strategy post because he did it last year. But that's a sweet tool, the value over replacement tool that he made. It's also like he'll be the first one to tell you it's kind of basic. And I think people are maybe over relying on it. And I kind of touched on that in the strategy post yesterday. So mm. it might be something to look at. Yeah. Yeah. There's some fun, fun strategy there too. And I think that's also the fun thing of when you get into a couple of these drafts too, is you can kind of approach it um, from different scenarios. What it, I feel like where is most- uh where Sam's uh, value replacement tool. He's got it on Twitter. He made a, chart graphic. it's a, it's part of the thread nice. that i put uh together um and you can also search uh on there i was gonna say gretch it seems like the most kind of not necessarily controversial but the biggest new thing this year obviously is the addition of f1 you know scoping some of these group chats with these top two guys it seems like people uh really want those guys both for um how much expected points they have also because everyone has fallen in love with that f1 show on netflix how how are you feeling about the f1 bomb that has been dropped into the omni ecosystem yeah i mean it, it got so loud i had to include it because we got a lot of requests and then i was trying to kind of argue that it doesn't make a lot of sense because the way they score is just like an aggregate of all the races there's no like playoff format so that takes out some of the variance naturally a lot of people have mentioned to me they have new cars this year we don't know what's going to happen all this stuff uh, i'm just punting it in every league um, there's like three F1 drivers going in the first round of every draft. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, those I projected points is they're just so high for those top guys. You're like, but only one, I mean, the, the, the joy of Omni is only it, for every sport, one person or one pick scores, uh, 80 for the winner. One scores mm-hmm. 50 two score 30 and four score 20. And so part of it for me, like you get down to like the third driver, he's going in the first round in almost all these drafts. And it's like, well, that guy. Yeah, he's a real good lock for like 30 points probably based on what we're sort of expecting as long as these car changes don't make a huge difference. But he's probably not in contention for the 80 or 50. If you go look at last year's standings, like no one was really up there with Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. They were like the top guys. They right. were 1-2 in like 17 of the 22 races. They were literally first and second in some order in like 75% of the races. Like they blew away that if you look at the total points, how that added up, they blew away the field. So probably you're drafting a guy who has no shot at 50 or or 80. Meanwhile, you have some other sports where they're like the expected points are lower. It's a, it's unpredictable, but no one wants to touch the top pick. But like somebody in that sport is going to win 80, right? I, I don't know. I try to think through this. I don't know how are you guys thinking through that when no, you're like starting out. That makes sense. I actually I forget which one of the leagues that I sat on the clock for today uh, that I ended up not picking the third F1 driver. He was available in the middle of the first round. And, you know, that was my thought process is like, I don't, I don't want a guy who's going to finish third in the first round. I wanted to pick someone that I thought could win first place. And I know very, very little about F1, but I knew that it was super top heavy. And it's super fun just reading. Cause that, you know, I'm now and you guys as well in three, four of these group chats and seeing kind of the ways people make decisions. And there are the people who just follow the expected points, trying to get it in good as best they can at every pick. And then there's some people being like, look, I'm not going to watch F1. 
and I know I'm going to be watching <laughs> the hockey playoffs, so I'm going to take the avalanche or whatever. So I think it is fun the way people allow fandom uh, to also kind of dictate how they want to enjoy Omni, which is perfectly viable as well. Sort of like the point of it, right? I mean, we, we've already gotten to this point where we've turned it into a structural thing, but like the idea <laughs> is it should just be for fun. But yeah, our buddy Rich Rebar said uh, he had the first pick. I think he took Man City and he said, um, he would have taken Djokovic if he wasn't scared of you know some of the vac stuff, but then he said, "No way, uh, am I am even pretending to have the slightest interest in F one or wanting to follow the results of it on any level, even if it is for a prize." Which I just <laughs> I love that breakdown. That's how that's where I'm at. It is also hilarious. Like Rich is the king, you know, of grinding uh, every micro edge in fantasy football, <laughs> leaving no stone unturned. He's like, I'm not what fucking watching F one. I don't care if I lose. I'm not rooting yeah. for Man United. Well. Um, Kind of on a similar vein, I had a chance to take – so I took Liverpool in our ship-chasing cup league. I passed on Djokovic, which maybe was too much. Um, although looking at Sam's chart here, he has them dead even in terms of value or replacement. So I feel better about it now. But I did it because I – you know, who knows how much to factor in the vaccine stuff. But uh, passed on Djokovic, took Liverpool. Then I had an earlier pick where Manchester City was still around in like the 104 or something, grabbed them. And then the third league, I had a chance to take Liverpool again. And I don't know. I, I like the idea of having Liverpool in one league, Manchester City in another league. I don't want to double up on Liverpool. So I, I actually threw away some expected points and went with uh, went with Georgia. Just because I, I think it's more fun to spread it out. Yeah, I, I'm that way too. I, I skipped Liverpool in one draft and so in another one just now. After I, I took Liverpool. I was thinking of Georgia. But I, I didn't have either yet. But I, I do like to kind of mix the exposures there too. Um, all right, we, we got, got cracks intern in our. Uh... We we have lots of fun stuff with this draft. We have a team one named I hate wide receivers. We have cracks intern. We have fantasy mojo. We have uh, there was one team in here. Reach for the sky with two Y's. Uh, we have to guess sky. I believe Moore's Garrett's in this league too. Is he okay? I think yeah, so, so. Yeah. This is going to be sure a, a friends and family draft. This is uh, great. Where did we pick? Where did we pick last time? Were we 101 or 102? We ended up with JT. Yeah, we were 102 and got JT, right? I, I think we got one. JT. Yeah. Um, is Dubner in the chat tonight? I should pull up our, our exposures <laughs> to see when we <laughs> inevitably land on the guy for the third straight time. <sighs> oh, my God. Love Mojo. Uh, does awesome work. Not always a fan of how wide receiver heavy the ship chasing drafts are. It's it's going to be interesting to see how he leverages that in this draft. Because uh, right, is it a you can't beat them, just join them in drafting wide receivers, or is it I am going to battle uh, with my running backs? Mojo, reveal your your intentions to us in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Casey says, please mean it. I hate wide receivers. We're, we're all we're all hoping. I mean, we won't know after round one because uh, they're probably going to take McCaffrey or Taylor, anyways. Um, it's nice though to have the uh, to mix it up here with a the later pick. Um, I feel like we'll have a little bit different of a board. Yeah, we've been picking from the one hundred one, one hundred two. Life's our, rough. Our for first us. few drafts. Yeah. Now, do you guys know I was on uh, the Spike Week pod earlier, uh, and Rob sprung it on me that I uh, I had to either have a draft where we only took six wide receivers total, 
or we weren't allowed to draft a wide receiver until round eight. So, first of all, which one would you guys have picked there in an underdog draft? In what? In an underdog format? I would have I yeah. left the show. <laughs> I would have said thanks for having me on. <laughs> See ya. I, I think for me, it's pretty easily uh, first six rounds. I would just hammer uh, wide receiver. I went the other way. I went the other way. I didn't take a wide receiver because we got 12 wide receivers, you know, 20 rounds. So we took – You would just take hyper- six and no more, Pete, just six straight to start? Yeah, I think – I honestly think in the underdog, if you started with six straight wide receivers, I think that construction would be viable. Hmm. I've basically I, I done I it a lot of times. <laughs> I, I normally mix the tight end in there, but yeah, I've done that. Because I think, Pat, you said you couldn't until round eight. I think you can manage that. I mean, it's it's tough, but you're basically going hyper-fragile. It was tough. Fragile. Yeah, we went hyper-fragile. We got Kyler. Then we got Kittle. So there it's like, you know, and running back, it was like Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, uh, Aaron Jones, and Brees Hall. So we are like, you know, that's pretty good. But it's just like to go – then you go Jalen Hurts to get a second quarterback because you just have this wasted seventh round pick you can't use on anything good. <laughs> we just took Jalen Hurts. <laughs> and, uh, and then I think we had like all the old veterans. It was actually pretty funny. We had like the classic robust. We had like Landry and I think Tyler Boyd and like all those, all those like kind of older, less exciting. Guys. See, Julio I think Jones. I only got two elite tight ends over two QBs. I mean, but in the that, seventh, seventh probably didn't make sense, but. We would have had to go Kelsey in the second. Um, but, yeah, we could have done that, I guess. Um, right, what are we doing? Very interesting with uh, Najee here going 102. Bit of a surprise there. McCaffrey falls into Mojo's lap at 104. He's got to be doing cartwheels here, as uh, as Willis mentions. We then have Austin Eckler come off the board. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. One more pick until we're up. Anyone on your guys' wish list? That was I'm who good. was on my wish list. I, I, Devontae Adams. Adams. Is Kelsey not? Yeah. This is I mean, tight end premium, right? At last I checked, the FFPC is tight end premium. Uh, looking at the ADP, there's obviously uh, Tyree Kill as well. There's running backs, Henry Cook, Mixon, Debo, Diggs. Um, do we like uh, Kelsey here? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see Tyreek too. I like either of the, the two. I, I, I like Tyreek a little bit better than Kelsey, but I'm certainly open to Kelsey. Like what do you Kelsey guys think? Top five in this format. Um, the one, yeah, I guess you're kind of doing two v twos on, like I assume one of the other tight ends would be there, um, coming back and maybe even beginning of the third. Not sure, um, but I, I'm good with either of these. Not in the third, but we could have a chance at Pitts or something in this in the second. But um, I'm good with Kelsey. Okay, yeah, let's do. Let's get uh, a Kelsey share okay. here. I was good. Either. I mean. I'm gonna get I do think Kelsey with tight end premium. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but like, I don't know. Maybe I've just been drinking some of the Sean's Kool Aid, but Sean's been talking about how you can make a case for Kelsey or Cup at 101. Those yeah, are the I don't. Two names he throws out a lot when we when we have our discussions about on stealing bananas about Taylor McCaffrey, the 101. He throws out. He always meant bring, makes a point to bring up Cup and Kelsey. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, in tight end premium, you could make an argument for Kelsey, uh, at least in the top five. I, I heard I him want say a that discount too. on him. I, I mean, he was his his year was way down from the previous year, which is a major. But he was banged up for that stretch. He had that stinger, and he was like, yeah. I was right in, in stealing signals that like it seemed like he was old, and then I had kind of missed it. He had the stinger. I had a couple people pointed out to me. 
I think came back and was really good down the stretch. It's like I think maybe it was just a little bit of a stretch of being banged up. Yeah. Um, so then we have uh, Cook. Tyreek does go off. Uh, the turn goes Derrick Henry in digs. The Tyreek owner grabs Pitts. We're going to see what the Dalvin Cook owner does, and then we will be back with uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, our second-round pick here. Who do you guys like now? Um, I mean, I'm I'm down for Debo or A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Brown. Uh, I know Gretsch is probably definitely Debo over A.J. Brown, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think Devo's probably the guy that I would rank higher, but I, I'm very much comfortable making either pick. <laughs> Pat, I, I mean, I'm indifferent on the on the split too. It sounds like you you lean AJ over Debo. I lean AJ, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, I mean, those two tight ends behind us, we probably would have got one to slip because they probably don't go tight end, tight end, and one of them probably takes Kelsey, but. The 2v2 we're talking about, it's, what is it, like Hill, Andrews, Kelsey, Brown? How do you feel about that? I think that is the the 2v2. I, I like Kelsey Brown. I like Kelsey Brown, too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I I don't mind, like, being super aggressive on pits. I, I still get a little of, I'm buying, um, buying the top on Mark Andrews based on a lot of those factors last year at the end of the season that I don't know if they're going to exist in the same way. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot There's, of factors. Yeah. And I think the biggest one you just look at routes, because it, it factors in the fact that he was running a much higher percentage of routes, which is great, but they never even had anywhere close to 600 dropbacks any other season. He ran over 600 routes and he used to be more of a part-time guy. So I think his previous career high was 350, if I'm not mistaken, he got all the way up over 600 from 350 as a previous career high. He added an insane amount of routes. He could keep that really high route share again, but the team's pass volume still has to be super high to run 600 routes, and that's hard. Yeah. Um, Let's see. JW asking you, Pat, uh, if you're putting anything official out on the incoming rookie wide receivers. I am, yeah. I'm working on it now. Um, I'll probably have it out. Maybe the week after the combine on the the early round projected wide receivers is kind of what I'm looking at. So that's like go. two three weeks. Is that uh, going to be behind the NBC paywall or public? I don't unless someone makes me put it behind the paywall. It won't be. All right. <laughs> it's, my go. plan was to just to publish it. Yeah. They call him Peacock Pat, not Paywall Pat. So uh, <laughs> you got to keep the article for the people. Um. Yeah, and Sam mentioning on the. Debo point uh, that he thinks people are maybe underrating the negative impact that Lance could have on Debo. Well, I agree with Sam. And I also think that that's going to get baked in eventually once projections hit, right? Like once, once the projection industry gets, gets cranked up, then I I think Debo's ADP will probably fall a bit. So I'm not, I'm not all that worried about not getting Debo exposure in the early second round. He's going to be a guy, though, that gets highlighted a lot in projections as, like, I don't know what to do with him because of the rushing stuff. Like, his rushing is going to get so regressed along rushing TDs. Right. And maybe exactly attempts. Yeah. But his I think efficiency, it's too. Be... It's not just um, the the overall attempts. It's that his efficiency is just off the charts in rushing. Just off the charts. Yeah. Well, what's funny about that is I do agree that in the projections, there's probably going to be a lot of variance, but 
similar to our FFPC playoff thesis, I still think he's going to be a very comfy pick for people because even Mm. if you're worried about a quarterback switch, which I do think you should be, uh, you're still just going to tell yourself, well, they're going to manufacture touches for him. They're going to give him carries. Uh, You know, they're going to give him jet sweeps, all this stuff to where I feel like people will talk themselves into a bit more of a safety blanket um, where that might not necessarily be the case. That I would say I don't think is wrong. Like, yeah. One of the, like, we're already, like, you could say you're underrating the the Lance thing. I, I would argue there's an element there where any more of it, we might wind up overrating it. Because Debo Samuel is incredibly good. He did produce a lot of his production, you know, on his own without necessarily a ton of, like, you know, Garoppolo doing anything to manufacture it. Certainly the past temps come down and everything if Lance is under center. But what if Lance is really good? What if the offense explodes? Because Debo's, like, elite right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he is. Well, that's the thing that's kind of, I mean, there is no Lance discount on Lance on Debo. I guess there's a bit of a Lance discount on Kittle just because he's cheaper than he was last year. But I mean, people are at least not drafting Lance. Like they have any concerns. Yeah, they're not. But I guess what I'm, I'm saying is that like, we're kind of going off of what we saw most recently and in some cases, like I think that's good. Like Jonathan Taylor uh, was going much higher in in drafts right after the season than he ultimately went because of because projections kind of tempered him. Um, and so I actually think like maybe Debo does belong in this range, but projections are going to have their say, you know. And once yeah. people are, then people are going to go off rankings. Those rankings are based off projections, and so I do think that just naturally his ADP will fall at yeah. least a little and bit. more running backs are going to wind up going higher. Just something will happen. I was, I was trying to look at the other receivers. He could fall back to, he, he probably doesn't, but he maybe falls behind all those running backs. He went ahead of in this draft and he's more of a two, three turn guy. Does that seem like what you're thinking Pat? Yes. I think he's a two, three turn guy when it's all said and done. Where as a hypothetical, if, if, um, Jimmy was just coming back and there was no Lance, you know, breathing down his neck or or taking over that starting job. Where do you think people would be drafting Debo same spot? Or do you think they'd be even more confident being like it's business as usual for the Debo role? Probably a few spots. It probably, he probably been the two Oh one here. Yeah. Because otherwise I do think we would see a little bit more of that recency bias creep in of like, Hey, let's just draft um, as the season finished last year and at which case all of a sudden Debo's a you know locked and loaded top five wide receiver yeah. pick you're you're asking if they still had the same situation and Garoppolo was back and all this stuff if people would even be more confident on Debo with the continuity uh, yeah I think he would be I, I think I, I I think what he would land at is maybe a little higher than what Pat was saying Pat thinks I think yeah. maybe he'd be like nine ten you know something like that like nine ten on in the first round yeah that, first that might round. be right yeah. I uh, think there's a little discount. There's not a big one, but it those are, you know, th- those are that's eight or 10 big spots to drop from, you know, 109 to 205 or whatever. Right. There's this question here before we kind of circle back to our pick that I actually want to get your thoughts on, Pat. It was actually a minute ago, but someone said a, a sneak peek on your rookie. Oh, yeah. People are down on. There you go. You yeah. Up. So. The sneak peek um, will be tomorrow. I'm having uh, Travis May on the podcast. Uh, 
and we're going to be talking all about uh, the entire class. Travis May of Rotoviz, he has the College of Canton podcast. He's like Debbie Streets. You know, he's been following these guys for years. We're going to get a ton of context on the class from him. So that'll be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be sharing my thoughts on the wide receivers. Uh, what do you think about that question play? about selling the picks or trying to buy picks low? Where are you at on that for the class? I think that for – I mean, okay, the, the state of the class as I see it is like there's a couple tight ends who look okay. There's basically one to two running backs who look like pretty solid guys in kind of the Mark Ingram, David Montgomery type of vein. And there's not a ton behind them. There's a few dart throw guys that are interesting who who are dart throw guys now who might get draft position. Oh, we should take let's, our pick Yeah, here. let's take a break on this one. Uh, so yeah. I can just read you from the Q names I'm seeing. Saquon, J.K. Dobbins, I Akers. Mean, why Austin. is Saquon available at three or nine? I, I like Saquon, yeah. I'm not really sure why. I, I I read his name really fast. And like as I read it, I thought, oh, he's you know out for two years with an ACL or something. But uh, what? Yeah, why is he? Why is he here? I, mean, I think we just take him. Right? Just take All him. right. Okay, we'll tear off Saquon Barkley. I mean, that's the guy from from here. when Camara went. He's the other one. But from the point Camara went, I was like, is one of Camara or Saquon going to make it back to us? That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I guess I'll get back to the rookie stuff once we pick, but um I don't know what what about Camara falling there? That's that's like crazy value too. Yeah. Is that because I mean, he, he got arrested? I'd rather have Barkley over Camara though, I think, as far as just all the uncertainty with his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but both are probably nice nice value picks here. Just buy the yeah. dip on those guys. I mean well yeah. Yeah, Jeremy says nothing like a running back that can't make it through a season. See, that's the, I think that's the other projection thing, right? Like, he's going to get projected for a full season, you know, or maybe maybe they'll project 15 games or whatever, but the projections are going to like Saquon. It's going to be hard not to like Saquon once you once oh, you factor in, you know. Kamara's got the off-field thing Sam brings up. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't that, that's the Kamara thing. Much. Yeah. And, I mean, aren't, aren't isn't everyone excited about the new OC in New York and – you know, maybe some kind yeah, of, of course. Uh, fundamental shift to how that offense runs. Yeah, I mean, my thing is like <clears throat> any running back can not make it through a season. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to obviously like the biggest uh, predictor of injury or not. Maybe this is not obvious, but I think a lot of people have shown this is is past injury. So like you don't want to be necessarily investing in running backs that have significant injury histories. But when, when they're elite talents, like you're taking on risk with every running back pick. And at a certain point, it becomes a value proposition relative to what that guy's upside is when he's being pushed down more. And there's some type of certainty applied to the guys that haven't been getting hurt when they're also injury risks. Like the gap isn't that wide. They're all injury risks. Like that's what we always talk about. Running backs are just risky to draft, period. Um, they are. We're back on the clock. Uh, we're definitely in a wide receiver heavy room. Um, top running backs on the board at the top of the queue, JK Dobbins, Aaron Jones, Eli Mitchell, Montgomery, Zeke Jacobs. I have to scroll all the way down to Godwin, Amari, Amon Ra, Robert. Woods, I've been hammering receiver. Aaron Jones in the fourth round. I, I mean, I have two on underdog. Um, um, we, we also just have to think, uh, the way this room is going too that we could, uh, 
you'd be in trouble a little bit with the wide receiver avalanche, but I don't, I don't mind taking Aaron Jones. Oh, the challenge is to take Calvin Ridley. I'd go that way. Too. I like Aaron Jones too, but Rid- I mean, Ridley's a pretty, pretty nice swing. We don't know if he's going to play, but yeah, that is, that is true. I mean, Ridley is going um, in this range on under eye. It, it basically comes down to if we worried, we're going to get shut out of more. I think we receivers. chance it. It's FFPC. You want to take Jones? Yeah, let's do yeah. Jones. All right. Look at this. Piss boys are dead. <laughs> I think with Ridley, like, how much of a discount are we getting on him to, you know, he's going to be likely changing teams. Like, let's just say we know for a fact he's playing the full season. We're not worried about that. But I don't know. I mean, like, where would he go? If he had just kind of finished out the season he was having, wouldn't he be in like the late third? He wasn't having a good season. Yeah. Like barely. He played five games, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't having, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. I mean, like Uh, Hopkins, McLaurin, like those guys, I think were sort of like decent comps to what he might've been had he not skipped the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Will it, will it just uh, get used to it guys? 2022 it's a different year i mean we're we're value-based drafters now we'd rather have uh we'd rather have 15 points for 17 weeks compared to 25 points for 10 (laughs) weeks that's just who we are now (laughs) that's just who we are dude (laughs) deal with it Uh, oh man let me sit on the rookies before we yeah yeah get get on the rookies now i'll just so uh the running back class has some interesting names, but like it's so tough to know for sure if it's any good because there's really only two guys that can count on draft position. And it's like, you know, I was excited about um like Ramondre Stevenson before the draft. And obviously he he kind of uh came back from not great draft position, but uh Kenny Gainwell didn't, you know. So there's guys I like Kyron Williams, but I don't know if he's gonna have much draft position. So not a basically it's just not a good running back class even the top guys just aren't that good but the wide receiver class is good it's not like off the charts good but it's good and potentially it's like really good if we get Traylon Burks going in like the mid first round Drake London's expected to go in the in the early first round early to mid Garrett Wilson from Ohio State's going to go he's probably the first wide receiver off the board there's a guy Jameson Williams from Alabama who towards ACL, but I think would have been in probably early to mid first round pick had he not. Probably still a second round pick. Deep threat. Um, just really exciting wide receiver as well. So there's those four guys. Sky Moore, actually, if he gets draft position, is going to be really interesting. Um, Stay no more. But, but then beyond, behind those four guys, um, not including Sky Moore, but behind those four guys, there's like a big group of guys who look like really strong um, or at least, you know, definitely worthy of second round rookie picks. And there's like a big handful of them. There's probably like seven or eight guys that are like second round rookie pick worthy. Um, So the wide receiver class is really going to drive the value of this class overall. And then the quarterbacks are like, no one's, it doesn't seem all that excited about any of them. But I think that just because there's so many quarterback needy teams, that some of these guys, probably like two or three of them are going to go in the first round. And then, you know, we're going to talk ourselves into them. And, you know, so, so for super flex drafts, I actually think that maybe the class is a little underrated in the sense that like, we're just not good at predicting which of these quarterbacks are going to be good. 
you know, we got so excited about last year's rookie class and it looks like <laughs> maybe a, you know, a historic rug pull at the quarterback position. So I just don't know uh, if we should factor that in all that much. Like we're going to get probably, if we get three first round picks at the quarterback position, potentially, you know, one, one guy in the top 10, maybe, you know, we'll see, but um, I think we should probably value those guys pretty highly in, in Superflex, particularly because uh, if one of them's Howell, he's got rushing ability. If one of them's Malik Willis, he's like project, but he's definitely got rushing ability. Um, there's not like statues. Yeah. And that makes sense too. I, I was thinking about, uh, I was setting up one of my uh, dynasty leagues and I have a, a late first round pick, which is generally a pretty nice sweet spot too. Cause you're generally at the like QB three, QB four, QB five range there, which is where historically the Josh Allen, the Justin Herbert, mm -hmm. these guys that were not good at predicting uh, will often end yep. up falling. Even last year it was Zach Wilson jury's still out on him, but you can get some really nice prospects in that range. For sure. Yeah. Um, we got, uh, rookie takes in the chat. Chris says, uh, Daniel Jeremiah mocked Burks to the bills today. Holy cow. I mean, if the oh bills are God. still stockpiling wide receiver talent, we are not ready. Well, he would be awesome. He'd be awesome on the bills. Cause he played in the slot, um, in college, but he's, but he's, uh, potentially like an AJ Brown, like big outside wide receiver type great after the catch. Uh, he could be like, you know, he could move inside. And then Diggs could move inside and he could move outside. It could be so fun, man. There was the Josh Allen, Christian Kirk at a dinner or something, right? Oh, yeah. They were double dating like <laughs> yeah. on vacation oh, wow. or something. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun, too. Is, is Christian Kirk. Kirk a free agent? Yes, he is. He is yeah. Okay. <clears throat> man. And he wants out of the horizontal rate. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, could the could the Cardinals draft someone? I mean, they're in need of a another big time playmaker there. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> Why? Just because with their wide receiver development ability is clearly just garbage. I mean, can we uh, can we just leave a small candle on for Rondell Moore before you say that? Well, look, I mean, he might be able to overcome it, but uh, they certainly didn't help him out much. They're playing uh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember. I, I was calling him Sherfield today on the other podcast. Uh, Antoine Wesley. You know, oh Antoine yeah, Wesley. yeah. I, I, I he on. was uh, in my first NFL All Day pack. I sh I should I take back what I said about them needing more wide receiver talent. Oh, I got uh, Austin Doolin. So you know, <laughs> you pump in the bag, the Austin, the Antoine Wesley bag speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to dump my seven dollar comment moment oh, yeah. on you after pumping seven dollars. You better, yeah, you wish. That's a that's a straight dollar, and you're not selling it. <laughs> Let's see here, uh, Erica. You say pick two is killing you guys, Erica. Are you by any chance pick two? Pick two. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that she's picked two. <laughs> um. Good. All right, we are almost up here. Uh, I'll read off some of the names at the uh, top of the queue. Eli Mitchell, David Montgomery, Zeke Jacobs, Chris Godwin, Fournette, Robert Woods, Brees Hall, CH, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, if we want to, if we're really reaching here, you know, we're, you could get into the Kadarius Tony, Brandon Ayuk type tier. What, what are we feeling here? I want to go trailing Burks after I heard that he might play for the Bills. <laughs> um we... i don't know i'm kind of torn where are you guys at on michael thomas 
I mean, he's just a guy that I've kind of mentally moved on from, but that's probably a leak in my game. There's definitely room. They do their their top receivers last year were horrible in targets for our run and all that stuff. It's part of the reason Deontay Harris popped so much when I someone was asking, uh John, I think, was asking a couple weeks ago when we were talking about my targets for our run article, like the I, I came to the conclusion Deontay popped because they have no one else good. We're almost out of time though. But like I think there's room for for Thomas to bounce back. They gotta add receivers that are actually good. I, I honestly um, think I, Burke should go here, right? Um, let's, I mean, I'm down to take him on the wrap. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll, all right. Well, points. we're taking not Thomas. Cause that's the only name that has been, uh, that has been thrown out here. I did a long targets per hour spiel. So I, I certainly can't, can't blame you guys for us. <laughs> on Thomas. I think that's on me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I been drafted much Thomas, but like the news has been pretty, you know, concrete that he's going to be back in new Orleans and, you know he's health. He's he's gonna be healthy. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, his, I, it, I haven't read a lot about him. He, every quarterback he played with his targets per run was filthy. Like if this dude's healthy and back on the field, he's only shown us when on the field that he can earn targets at an incredibly high rate. I'm not. I'm not thrilled that he wouldn't be playing with Breeze. I'm not particularly concerned. Like they're gonna. They're gonna have stats. I know the Saints look like an off, like a passing game right now, where we don't know anything. They don't have any receivers. They don't have a quarterback. They don't know anything. But like, they're gonna have stats this year. If he's there, if he's playing, he's gonna see a ton of targets. There's no competition whatsoever. There's nobody on that team. And he was what? I think he was in the third round before the ankle injury setback last year. So you know, with Jameis Winston as the quarterback, not even sure if it's gonna be Winston or Taysom Hill at the time. Um, so you're getting a discount. You know, it's like a two-round discount, um, which you should get. But I don't know. It starts to get interesting to me here. Now there goes Burks. Oh, I gotta say, I, oh, go I I just realized who Erica is. Erica is a guy that I've blocked on the show, and now I believe is probably on his uh, wife or girlfriend's uh, YouTube <laughs> account. Oh, that's so Erica, so funny. <laughs> you have a short leash uh, tonight, Erica. <laughs> um, you, you tried to disparage crack rocks, good name in the chat once more, and you will have to find, uh, one of your child's YouTube burner accounts to, uh, to comment. <laughs> well, don't, don't scroll down. Cause he's already done it. <laughs> uh, all right. Bye, Erica. You had a good run. Uh, it's I, true find, though. Double <laughs> find another Twitter account. Uh, YouTube it's too late i have to go deep into the All settings right. i know he has more accounts um <laughs> let's see here uh yeah i mean Traylon burks was never going to make it back once uh once we referenced him yeah it's... once we talked about the bills yeah um uh, i also look at that bill stack Traylon, gabe davis Diggs, and allen word up looking good I, I would put a vote out for Kadarius Tony here. I'm down for Kadarius Tony. I also sure. uh I, I know it's really gross, but like Ezekiel Elliott in the sixth round, and then we can like take one more running we are, back. We are we already have two running backs. I know, but it's yeah. basically now it's a hyper fragile build and we're no, like I'm I'm like you got the Michael Thomas, you got the right, right, I'm right. I'm drafting Kadarius Tony. Someone has to put their foot down and get the shit 
Thank back you. straightened out. <laughs> yeah, Pat Zeke in the sixth is actually pretty good. Pat Pat had to do a draft where they forced him to draft running backs, and it's broken. It, it was like Clockwork Orange. No, that's a funny thing. Eyes open, and he's all they can see is Zeke. It's all they can see. The funny thing about these drafts is, like, I mean, I've taken Zeke. I took Zeke uh, in an underdog draft. You know, a couple days ago, I'm only doing a couple of these slow drafts so far, but. I don't know. At a certain point, it's like I understand Zeke in this, like the chat saying it too. Zeke in the six is insane. Agreed. So was Saquon in the late third. So I mean, Aaron Jones in the fourth, not terrible. Like this is a wide receiver heavy draft that we're in. Every running back value, not every, but a lot of them have been very good values. We already took two. The but reason I is... like Zeke is is that then you're done, you know, or not you're you're done, but then you're closer to being done. We we're only taking four for sure if we get Zeke. So. It just like buys us another wide receiver roster spot. But the thing is, is I, what I was realizing pretty quickly is this is like a 2021 ship chasing under yeah. draft room. And right. we're going to be at the point where every single round, the running back looks mm-hmm. like the best value. And so that was the only, like, you got to bite the bullet and take the wide receiver soon. Otherwise probably there's right. just going to be no more left. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. The other thing, you know, they're definitely a quarterback tier break after these six are off the board. Or do you guys disagree? Do you think, where do you put Dak? Do you put Dak in the Burrow Kyler tier? Or do you have him a shade below with like the Stafford, Lance, Rogers, Hertz? I have him in the the better tier. Okay. So you 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 think uh, Dak's a pretty good value here than like a full round after these other guys? I'll agree with uh, Sam real quick on on his take here that Jacobs should be over Zeke, and he says a lot more. I I, I mean I I would take Jacobs before Zeke pretty comfortably. He's a no, I great value in the sixth, dude. He caught like I mean new coaching staff and everything, but he caught like what the third most balls in the league this year for running backs, fourth, fifth. Fifth. I definitely Fifth I got on passive. board with Jacobs at the end of the at the end of the best ball season last year. And I think that, you know, it's like the first round draft capital kind of having its last real impact where like, you know, he's he's gonna have the job. But he could so easily be in a committee this year and a new coaching staff. I just I think it's kind of like with Zeke, like you get to the point where they're going to give him a big workload. Um are you sure? Obviously, I hated these arguments when he was like the 104, but I think if, in the sixth round, he'll have a big enough workload. Like, he's not going to get like phased out or totally put in a committee because, I mean, they didn't even use Tony Pollard much in the playoffs. Like, I don't know, man. Like, their their usage of the running backs doesn't really make sense. It's not what I would do, but. Well, they, they use Pollard a lot more this year. They are yes. definitely on the hook for Zeke next year, and they know that, and they couldn't. I mean, Maybe they're telling themselves a story they could try to move him in the offseason or something. They couldn't not treat him like he was a workhorse. Next year's the year where they could, I mean, there's still a lot of dead money, I think, but they could get out of the contract after that season. So you could see sort of progressing through next year a thing where they actually do what everyone wanted this year, where they're like, we're gonna start to just play the better running back if he's not good again. He could he could be better. He had a, a you know a knee injury, who knows? But I, I feel like last year was the year where they because they were so tied to him for 2022, kind of impossible to ever turn the page to Pollard. This coming season feels like one where I actually think 
he's not guaranteed the big workload. It might be the season where, where the page gets turned a little bit. And they're like, look, we've done this for two years now. You're not good anymore. If, if he's, yeah, not I don't want to, my position is not, he's guaranteed anything, but it's just like, I think he's got a very, I think he's got a pretty strong shot at a big workload. Uh, and therefore, like he's not your typical dead zone running back, at least in the late late part of the dead zone. If he was going in like the third fourth turn, I wouldn't be into it. But it is this was the sixth round, and I think I got him in the fifth on underdog. Let me check where I got him. I think you're right on Jacobs potentially being in a committee too. For the record, I was just kind of saying I think they both have that sort of similar risk. They're, I think they're both good values in the sixth. Brees Hall just went. In the yeah, sixth. they're both pretty good value. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm and Jacobs, but. I, I I will say now uh, these running backs will be going much higher uh, in other drafts and where their where their ADP will settle. This uh, enjoy the value tonight because I don't think this is going to be representative of FFPC ADP. Pat, I, I didn't notice Brees Hall hadn't gone yet. It wasn't like on top of it. Where are you at on Brees Hall versus Zeke? Well, that's a good question. I probably still Zeke because like you could see you could see Brees like you know David Montgomery basically no one wanted to touch him after his rookie year you know you got like the potential for he's not an overwhelmingly good uh prospect he's the type of guy who could have a bad rookie season he's the type of guy who could also get drafted in the third round he's not necessarily like locked into like an early second round type of pick um I think Travis was saying that he could go around like pick 40 or something. So, you know, um, I think he's, if you're, if you're out on Zeke's talent and stuff, then it's totally defensible to take Hall, but I don't think it's like a, you know, a no brainer. Just because he's a rookie, take him. He's going to go higher later. You don't think it's that clear. I think he'll probably be a little higher, but like, you know, remember when like Cam Akers went in the fifth and I think DeAndre Swift was going in the fifth. You know, I could pretty easily see him in like that late fifth grouping that those guys were in, or like Miles Sanders was going in the fifth. It doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to go, you know, in the third round or something. Yeah. So we've what had we... three receivers since we picked last. Is it finally a spot where we have a little receiver value, Pete? Yeah. So as far as what's available um and I'll, I'll read a bunch of names just because the adps might you know drop some rookies we might be interested in more than normal so adam Thielen, mike williams the aforementioned rondell moore jerry judy chase claypool a rob beckham Cortland sutton drake london juju garrett wilson tyler boyd julio jones bateman is also uh down there uh i guess uh, is there anyone that you guys like a lot here? And then maybe we could grab one of those guys in the eight. I don't want to say the name that I like. Yeah, you can put it in the chat. Uh, and just to let you know, structurally too, if we just want to be thinking about quarterback, obviously we don't have any quarterbacks in this window that we would be completing stacks with, but you know, Rogers hurts. I also don't think it would be a bad thing to get uh, an elite upside quarterback in this range too. Is there is there an elite upside quarterback? I think Rodgers and Hurts. Um, I think qualify. Yeah, Gretchen. Kind of like what we just talked about. Different plan in the private chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think we need to be a little more. I, I don't. 
and Sean has talked about this a lot too, about, you know, making sure you're, you're getting a quarterback at these quarterbacks in the quarterback window. I don't necessarily just want to punt it off uh, either, which we will be if we go with, with that plan. Okay. Um, but didn't but we, I don't didn't want to miss the, the tier break here. What's that? Um, I, we let, got Aaron we Jones. Do... Maybe we, we could do Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Getting for Bronco Aaron Rodgers. Let's uh, let's do that because He's I think I think the wide receivers you guys are mentioning will will be there. What we'll have our choice of one of them. We yeah. won't get both. Yeah. Um. Jeremy wants to know how Murph's doing after snip chasing. He's uh he's doing really good. We put this, we got this thing. It's like called a pseudical. He like, uh, he like wears it. So then he doesn't have to wear the cone of shame. Um, hmm. It like buttons up. But Brittany, as I was getting ready, she let him out. And uh, you're supposed to take the back off and then it buttons up. You like, it's like a, it's like a onesie, but it's like you can take the back and button it to the front. So then he can pee, but, <laughs> but uh, she forgot to do that. So he peed all over it. Oh no! So Murphy. we had to wash it last minute, right before the, the podcast. What, what's going on with my camera? Wouldn't be a ship chasing show without a Pat Gray and technical difficulty. <laughs> he had to start by saying he didn't have any this week, and then he had some. It, it came up later. <laughs> uh, Pat, I just want to show you how it's done, Pat. I'm making simultaneous Omni fantasy picks and and two leagues right now while hosting and drafting. Okay. Oh, it is possible. <laughs> that is beautiful. Just took the Brooklyn nets at one Oh nine. I don't know. I didn't want to take the F one guy. The I'm kind of on are, team rich. The nets are super interesting because they have really good odds to win the type, but they're like in eighth in the East right now. I almost yeah. took them uh, over over Georgia just because I want I kind of wanted to root for him, but yeah, Pat, you're you're a fake uh, Brooklyn bro, not taking the Brooklyn Nets. Clearly. Um, let's see here. So we are up next. We have after our Rogers pick, Thielen, Drake London, who we had discussed in the chat, Mike Williams, Singletary, Jalen Hurts go. And we shall see what Dart throws does here. Dart throws Dalvin Cook, Mark Andrews, DeAndre Hopkins, Cam Akers, Chris Godwin, Hunter Renfro, Adam Thielen. The one thing I feel like these min these minute clocks are just too long. Even even when we're kind of dragging our feet, I think we could uh we could speed it up a bit. Yeah, I agree. I don't know about 30 seconds though. What, what would you put it at? 45? Uh I mean I'm part I like the 30 second, but who went? Uh no offense. So you guys want uh Garrett yeah. Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, let's get Garrett Wilson. Okay. Yeah, we needed to we were drafting a AARP team here for a sec. We I wanted in. London Wilson just really infuse some some youth, but I like uh I like the Rogers pick. I think that's that's sharp. He's, I mean, it's one of those things like way different scale, but Stafford was way undervalued at this time last year because people thought he wasn't going to be with the Lions, but like it was clear he was going to start somewhere and he was going like QB 20 for a while. And it's sort of the same thing where like Aaron Rodgers was really good. If he le if he stays in Green Bay, it's a good thing. 
Uh, if he leaves Green Bay, he's going to pick his spot and he's going to go somewhere that has good receivers and he's going to put up numbers, dude. Like, he's going to be good. He's not going to go somewhere and be bad. Yeah. He could retire, I guess, is the one risk. But I feel like he's a value in most outcomes that is that are non-retirement outcomes. So I think that was a sharp pick by you guys. Yeah. Uh, I like those picks by uh, Team 7 there, back-to-back. Judy and Claypool, those seem, uh, in a wide receiver heavy draft room, seem pretty nice there. Claypool is just such a value. Just such a value. Yeah. What um I and I I am glad that we grabbed Rogers there. Um because I think we're gonna see even maybe one or at least one more go by the time it gets back to us. Um and I and now we still have kind of the option if we want to get Tannehill for the stack, if we want to get Daniel Jones late, um, we want to take a rookie quarterback stab, pair him up with Michael Thomas. That's what I that's what I was trying to do on splash play last week, was trying to uh figure out which quarterback was going to go to the Steelers to complete some Steelers stacks. <laughs> that's, that's the the most joy I have right now is trying to absolutely nail the quarterback stack in advance of the draft. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's going to feel good edge. if you pull it off. I know. I even named the team on underdog that like Pete calls his Q- Pittsburgh QB shot. It was, uh, cause I was quickly Googling, uh, for who is most likely to be the Steelers quarterback. And apparently the Steelers front office has been making trips down to uh, North Carolina to scout uh, Sam Howell. Oh, apparently Howell. they really yeah. like him. So connecting some of the dots there. Getting real. Howell nice. sounds good from what I've, what I've heard so far. He sounds like a yeah. pretty interesting fantasy quarterback. Yeah, no, we, we don't, we don't talk about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> We're not doing. We're not dealing with the season of Mason Rudolph. We just can't. Yes, Sam had I, a comment that, about Garrett Wilson and Kadarius Tony being comped. I don't know. I haven't heard oh, that's that, interesting. But. Hopefully, uh, just the on-field portion of Garrett Wilson comp to Kadarius Tony. Right. Also, he actually produced as an underclassman and did so repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Kadarius Tony broke my models. He is a lot of people. A lot of people have him as the number one wide receiver in the class. So I do think that, uh, you know, getting him in the eighth when where did Traylon Burks go in the fifth? I mean, we just don't know yet. Traylon Burks might be a second round pick in the NFL and, and Garrett Wilson might go like top 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if Garrett Wilson goes top 10, I mean, this point in the draft is a smash. He has that. He has the, I mean, I don't know that people would project him to do that, but um, he is expected to go in the first round. Like I don't think anyone thinks he'll, he'll drop out of the first round. So he certainly mm. has the upside to be like, you know, maybe the 10th overall pick. Uh, Sam clarifying. It was on the, uh, the ringer pod with Danny Kelly. Interesting. Uh, I will also recommend, I pulled this up on splash play the other day. The ringer uh, mock draft website slash guide is super sick. Um, the way that they let you kind of filter for certain things. You can get like a long form version. You can get a super short one. You can sort really quickly by just skill position players. If you want to get the defensive guys out of there, uh, it's a, it's a really nice, uh, fun mock draft tool. I, I liked, uh, Nez's comment. He said he's a Steeler fan. He'll become a full son of boy. If it's Rudolph, 
Wow. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll see you in the sauna, Des. Sauna boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we looking at? Do we got any quarterbacks that we can take? I think we're, we're just yeah. relying on Rodgers. Running backs, so, receivers, tight ends. Those are the positions, right? <laughs> Those are the positions. So I'll read you. So uh, top of the board quarterback, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, top of the board running back, CEH, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker the third, Miles Sanders. Wide receiver, Rondell Moore, Beckham, Sutton, Juju, Tyler Boyd, Julio, Jones, Gallup. Um, tight end, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, Irv Smith, Higby, Trey McBride. I didn't like those QBs or tight ends. Yeah. Uh, I didn't either. I was keeping an eye on Bateman there, uh, but, you know, Mojo just won't stop shutting up about how much he loves Rashad Bateman, he so he takes Rashad him there. <laughs> um, I would definitely be on board with uh, a Juju pick uh, coming up. Uh, I also don't mind. Will you read that list again, receivers? Yeah, and this is, I'm just reading this based on how they are in the draft applet. There is no editorializing by the way I read these. Uh, Rondell Moore, Odell Beckham, Cortland Sutton, Juju, Julio Jones, Marvin Jones, Gallup, Galladay, Chris Olave, LaVisca. I think I like Sutton. What about, yeah. there are some running backs here that I think are pretty interesting for where we are in the draft. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can go running. Kareem back Hunt, Damian Harris, Rashad Penny. I mean, Ceh is here too, but um, I'm less interested in him. Yeah. What? Where are you guys at on Penny? I think he's pretty fun. Yeah, he's good at football. He's really yeah. good at football. I mean, he's got to have. I don't know what kind of workload you can project for him, but like, certainly earned it. Yeah, kind of the opposite of the Z uh, pick. He he just goes, you uh, okay. you jinxed it here. Uh, Damian Harris is kind of interesting. Yeah, in the ninth round. I I kind of like the kind of like the Sutton pick, and uh, you know okay. I just talked about trying to nail. You know we get Rogers to Denver. Yeah. All of a sudden, now we got Sutton and AJ Brown. We got both of these, you know, potentially elite. Because one of the one of the things I like about Sutton is Judy hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been good. Like, and Judy did kind of crush his target share, but some of that could have been quarterback play. I mean, it's possible that Sutton's their alpha next year. Right. Now two years off the, the injury. Yeah. All right. I, th I think we recovered. Um, you know, the piss boys took a little two round detour in the running back dead zone. Um, and now we're, and now we're back. Sutton, we've seen stuff that I feel like he's good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pretty comfortable. JW with an interesting question. Uh, he says Ramondre or Damien for 2022 feel like Ramondre could jump him straight up. I want that to be the thing. I feel it in my body that it's going to be a thing. And yet I still want to protect myself against like Tony Pollard over exuberance here. Yeah, I think the thing that's tough for Ramondre is that Damian Harris was really good last year, especially in terms of like breakaway runs, and uh, he he definitely played behind Harris even when he was playing really well. So, okay, but both of them are good. Both of them are good. 
I agree with that, but the what do you get when you win thing, or what do you what do you win when you're right thing? Ramondre, I always go back to how much you were pushing him, Pat, and you were early on this for all of us. I took him in like the fifth round of some rookie draft, fourth round, whatever. I got him a ton of dynasty. I love that I have so much Ramondre. It's completely because of you. You were loving his yards per out run. His targets per out run, when I looked at the stuff, and I assume his yards per out run followed, was a lot higher than any of the other running backs on New England. Like, I think he's just really good. He is really whatever good. getting open. Why? I, I always think it's interesting when a running back because I think running back targets are largely dictated by team scheme, quarterback, those elements. But when he's much better than the other guys running routes in his offense, it stands out to me, especially when you were pointing out he had such a good yards per run as a, as a prospect. Yeah, this dude might just be a really good pass catching back with size, and that's what we want. That's the David Johnson. That's the everything, right? Like if Damon Harris goes down or something, that's a dude that can consolidate high value touches right all, all the stuff that we want his upside's got to be higher than damian harris's because of what he can do as a receiver yeah you're right his upside's higher i, I think damian harris has a better chance of having like the you know paying off his adp but you're right his upside's higher yeah um all right like so that. we're gonna be Chubb on the... with harris ramondre that's a good comp yeah i mean I like ramondre for ramondre as hunt is a pick i want to make I, I i'm also fine with harris at this point let's take ramondre <laughs> do we do just it. talk ourselves into it's in the tenth round? Let's just do Ramondre in the tenth. I'm totally down. <laughs> I tried to be rational. I love Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I've been telling this guy since he fucking declared for the league. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was gonna float what Sam was saying if we didn't take Ramondre Ch. Um, still there in the tenth. Uh, I mean, really, if we do that, we're on just the total buy low squad i mean that's that's the theme uh of this team really right now which i think is a lot of risk some of these dudes are not gonna come are gonna, not gonna bounce back you you can make those picks i don't like stacking those picks you know what i mean yeah, like yeah yeah you, you kind of doom your team because you're, you're stacking risk also i don't think ceh is very good like i just i think he's like below replacement level yeah I, I kind of agree with that. I, yeah, I, it's a tough because I agree with Sam just on price. I mean, there isn't a ton of risk there, but I would just rather have McKinnon, which is what Cobra just mentioned here in the chat. And I have been taking a ton of uh, McKinnon late. Yeah. I'd be fine with CH in the 10th, but probably not on a team where I took Saquon and Michael Thomas. Right. You know? More of a yeah. zero RB build. And Sutton. Yeah. And Sutton. Yeah. Eric's saying like the Harris TD share. I mean, I, I do think that that Chubb hunt um, is a good comp a good just combo. on how okay. much running we could see from the path. I mean, they could create their entire offense around these two guys, especially if they can't get a wide receiver talent in there, which who's to say they will like these two guys could be the engine for the offense. There's a world where Nikhil Harry's just ripping it up on the Titans and AJ Brown's a bust. I'm telling you. Oh my god. I don't want <laughs> to. The Patriots, the Patriots just ruin water sleep. Would you say this world uh Nikhil Harry is doing like Dolce and Cavana, you know, sunglasses? <laughs> yeah. Ben's just tweeting about him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> We're all uh, embarrassed about our AJ Brown too. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, ben is physically ill just he, he so much he won't he doesn't like this bit at all no it's not a good bit 
Not a good bit. It's a pretty good bit. from the bit. I won't. I'll never stand down from the bit. Let's see here. Uh, Structurally, um, Team 6 takes their second QB, Deshaun Watson, to pair with Burrow. The only other, oh, a couple other two QB teams. We have a Mahomes-Stafford team, fourth and sixth round, and we have a Lance and Russell Wilson team, seventh and ninth round. Our backside of the draft um, is uh, raw-dogging it with one QB, and Team 8, Maddie has yet to take a QB, as has uh, Team 10. So I do think we should probably be considering uh, another quarterback in that range, just knowing a couple of those will probably go. Who who do you like? Well, Tannehill. I love that. With yeah, AJB. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. I um, love the target of QB. I also love the Tannehill call, independent of each other. But yeah, those are good good calls. Problem is, is we set it far too early. Uh, who's sniping us on Tannehill? Guy might These guys traded. are sickos. These who are, are the other quarterbacks that we also want? So we can we can really <laughs> drum up interest in the <laughs> depth of the quarterback position. <laughs> I mean, Doug uh, Peterson is just, per- just the perfect hire for Trevor Lawrence. I honestly can't think of a single other coach they they could have hired. You know, no one that played quarterback for them previously that is like a much better offensive mind. No one, no one comes to mind. So uh, Trevor Lawrence got to draft him. Oh, geez, is G in our draft? Uh, yeah. So uh, Chris G and Nez uh, are co-managing a team. What? Uh, let me figure out what and what spot are you guys right? They now? are leaning Tannehill right now. They said, "Get out of here, get out of here, Chris." This is why. I mean, streamers don't. Know. <laughs> I love. I love Look, that they let everyone know what spot are leaning Tannehill. Do you want us to beg and plead that you don't take him? <laughs> Please don't take Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I think we'll be fine if we don't get Ryan Tannehill. All right. Yeah, so enjoy this is it. A- your team five. You guys have three receivers. Yeah, you guys are, are you, done yeah, if you don't take, take another Tannehill, wide receiver. Please, please. You guys are paying the rake if you take Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> we will here. happily take your money. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're paying the rake either way. <laughs> I can't keep I can't keep up with all your guys' team names. Even if I go to the owner's page, I don't I don't recognize the name. So unless you announce yourself and what your team name is, fuck if I know. <laughs> I did. I mean, that's the best comment. Team two from his wife's account saying team two is whooping you guys. And he's only taking he's only taking two running uh receivers. While talking shit about uh crack rock, yet still using his namesake uh for a little yeah. bit of clout chasing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a twisted individual. Uh. All right, Jeremy's Fozzie Dog. Okay. You took Van Van. Je- Why would you say that right after you took Van Jefferson? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm sorry for you, Ben. Do you feel sniped on Van? I don't. I'm very comfortable with. I mean, the only good thing that came out of my Van Jefferson experience in 2021 is that he's going to go in the 11th round in all these drafts, and I don't have to take him anywhere. But the burden you have to live with is. <laughs> You created a villain out of this man who endeared himself to the nation. Guy is playing in a Super Bowl, going to the hospital. Hardest right dude to hate. Like, seems yeah. like a, just an incredible, incredible person. 
Yeah. Every time I see something about Van Jefferson, I'm like, this sucks. Why is this the guy that I'm like well, arbitrarily you know, ben, anti? Because I saw something in my spreadsheets that said that I didn't like it. Let me let me just a little advice here uh, from someone who had a similar experience when playoff Lenny became uh, the you know the nation's heartthrob. Uh, you do have an opportunity here that I did not take, but I actually do wish I take. I wish I took. Right, you because Van Jefferson wasn't someone that you needed to uh, to have selected last year. You know, whatever. So if you fade him and then he doesn't do well, and then you jump on and he does well. I mean, if Van Jefferson blows up this year and you and you switch horses and get on Van Jefferson now, you know how likable he is. It's going to be a fun twenty twenty two for you. It would be fun. It would. That's be fun. where. This is what happens, Gretch, is you just kind of quietly are accumulating. You're packing your Van Jefferson bags throughout the offseason. Van Jefferson starts crushing. Everyone's in your mentions being like, oh, great. I'm like, yeah, I got him I'm well aware, bros. And then Gretch goes, (laughs) look at this Van Jefferson exposure. The prestige Uh, and that it's a screenshot of 56 percent Van Jefferson. I was the one driving up his ADP. They went Julio on an auto pick. We successfully talked them off of Ryan Tannehill. Yes. We did it. We did it. We did it, guys. They were afraid of the sauce. They needed another receiver. All right. We've never been so excited. We're on the clock. That's Uh, how it's done. That's the influencer bump right there. You get Ryan Tannehill in the 11th round. Yeah, let's just take Tannehill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you're this. persuasive on your show yeah so now uh definitely feeling like structurally uh i feel pretty good uh about where we're at in this draft qb went right behind it just as pete called yeah dart throws dart throws needed a qb there we might see a couple more before we get back up but what we're looking so all the non-quarterback positions yeah. Yeah. So just to give you a tight end check, I mean, it's definitely starting to get it's gross. Third, it's done. Uh, it's Trey McBride, Gerald Everett, up. Arnold, CJ, Uzoma, Ingram, Gronk, Tunyon, Brevin Jordan. I mean, it's oh, getting Jacoby Myers. I forgot. How could you forget about you? You love Jacoby Myers. Gretch. Seventh round pick in the 11th round. Just free money. Why did you say that pick. in the 10th round? <laughs> he is a seventh round pick. I'm not even kidding. Um, you know, I some guys a couple that wide we've... receivers here that are pretty nice, actually. Yeah, we've been uh drafting a man who a... rhymes with Marvish Schlandry around this range. Well, there's a couple guys. Let me throw them in the private chat. No, just Although say I what they rhyme like. No one will be able to pick it up. Uh, Schmillium Wooler. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be just you added about the yum. It. Yeah. No one, no one knew when you added the, the yum at the end of the first name. Um, so uh, we do have Gallup Cargo Trish, and we're on the clock. Christian Work. I, I was gonna say Christian Kirk. Where are you, Gretch, on Kirk Landry Fuller? And I'd throw Corey Davis in there. Corey Davis. I, I mean, I think I'm on Landry, but I'm fine with any of those guys. The, 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 all four of those guys I'd be fine with here. I think Fuller's the best of them, and he's gonna his finger's gonna be repaired and he'll probably be on a new team, right? So he would be my vote. Why is Pat's yeah. face just a smiley, like, Joker face right now? The this is just how I feel. Th- I am happy. <laughs> that Joker face. 
the only thing I'll say about Fuller is just in the queue and in, in the FFPC ADP, he's significantly further down than those other guys. I know, but um, these these sickos are never going to let us give him in the in the thirteenth round. I mean, it would now. This takes me right back to August of last year, just drafting Will Fuller in every single draft. I still feel like it was a good move. <laughs> it was like one of those ones where I'm just like, and there's there's another universe where he was a great pick, you know, because there was actually wide receiver value on that team. What? We're supposed to know he's going to shatter his finger. Literally shattered his finger. Yeah, Corey is is very scarred from the Will Fuller experience, and I get it. I get it. There's a. I think there's a little more risk with him where we don't necessarily know, like where he winds up, what what happens this off season. Because it's hey. possible he just doesn't ge- generate a lot of interest. The the finger thing is you know something that we can point to, but. Maybe what if he lands on the bills? Yeah, then I'm yeah. freaking taking my pants off. Yeah. Hey, Doug, have you ever heard about a two-leg parlay? This is what we like to hear. <laughs> Ultimate risk reward. We bet it all on Tony. We win. We let it ride on William Schmilliam Fuller. I love that we took both Barkley and Tony, by the way. We should be digging. Yeah, some- I like that a lot. I think we could uh potentially still go with a QB three build if Daniel Jones is cheap. Yeah. It makes some sense. Although they might just replace him. I, I, God, I wish I knew who said you this. Think that's somebody, a possibility. Somebody made sure. a comment that like, maybe they would go out and get like a Mariota and then Mariota winds up beating out Jones. And I was Trubisky like, is the, is the guy that's what people are yeah, tossing or Trubisky. around. That's what I want to I mean, see is like, is it oh, Trubisky poor man's Daniel Jones? <laughs> like, yeah, but I just, th- I think he's like, poor man's, Josh Allen, maybe, and not poor man Daniel Jones. I don't Ooh, know. Somebody that. who has the potential to play at a, at a solid level. I, I don't even remember who their backup was last year, but somebody who can push Daniel Jones if he plays really poorly and they can then move him in. Like, get, get two QBs in there. You know? Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm were the backups last year. It was a disaster. Yeah. So somebody who was not those two. It was so Just bad. anyone. Yeah. Trubisky and Mariota are, like, perfect examples of what I would do if if they could, you know, make it work or whatever, acquire these guys, but got some mobility. You love a backup that could just come in, maybe at least add some mobility and stuff. Mariota seems like he should be ready for another starting. I, I want to see that dude start again. Yeah. Be fun. Eric says there's been some Coleman or Mariota to San Francisco talk. I mean, Come on. I mean, if, can you can you imagine if Shanahan brought in Mariota to start him over Trey Lance? <laughs> well, Mariota's been sitting behind Derek Carr. I actually think, although it might create a firestorm, it'd be it wouldn't be the worst move to bring in Mariota if you intend to use him as a backup. Because he'd be a similar player, you know, be a similar type of player. Yeah, sure. I just don't like it for Mariota. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go there if I was Mariota. He needs to go. I think all like the quarterbacks the should just be angling to go to the New York Giants. Yeah, there's probably got to be like 14 quarterbacks or like or like I mean quarterback. the the Panthers like uh, Mariota and Trubisky and those dudes need to you know latch on there where like they already took uh, Darnold's fifth year option. They're probably not going to get anyone to take him. They're, that's probably the best they're going to be able to do at quarterback is somebody like a Mariota to compete with Darnold this year, and they don't want Darnold, but no one's going to trade for him. This that, this is turning into a Mr. X draft out of that over two spot. Erica is really driving home the 
I hate wide receivers theme from the number one spot. <laughs> yeah. We get it. Cracks intern, you are cracks intern, ready to crank it purple here. Yeah, look at him cranking purple. He, he talks all this trash on crack and then drafts exactly like that. <laughs> I mean, tell you want to know, you want to hear a couple of words that are Ben Gretch's nightmare. Michael Pittman, your wide receiver two through 12 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But seriously. Casey, how about we let Mariota just play for the Raiders? I mean, yeah. he, they were giving him a few snaps there toward the end of the season. They were kind of teasing him a little bit. That would be fun. I would be, I would be there for that. Derek Carr's a professional quarterback. Yeah, he is. He's just not fun. He's just not. Mariota wasn't great for. He Tennessee. should be. He should be starting over Marcus Mariota. To this comment, Mariota wasn't great for Tennessee. I definitely remember that. But I mean, he had, uh, he had at least one good year. His uh, sophomore year, second season, 26 TDs, nine picks. Like, it was all red zone efficiency and everything. But, like, the fantasy community was excited about him after year two. And then he only got – basically only got two more years to start. And he got sacked a ton, right? Like, they were just – Yeah. And he got hurt. He hurt his elbow that one year and played through it, like, the whole year. Um, And then the next year, Tannehill, like, took over. And he's been okay in relief at times with the Raiders. Like, I actually, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced he's not good. I'll just put that, put it that way. He wasn't good at times. I'm not convinced he's not good either. I just think Carr, Carr isn't like good, but he's, he's not bad. Yeah, no, Carr's fine. Yeah. So what what is going to be our plan at tight end? Uh, do we think because we are getting in the territory where we might still have to go like three tight ends? Even we hope Kelsey. that Travis Kelsey gets traded after the Chiefs buy, but before another team's buy and plays every <laughs> single game. <laughs> that's exactly that's right. A, that's, that's our strategy. Uh, we should actually. Our, we could take the rookie, which I don't love. Evan Ingram. It, Evan Ingram's the play. He's oh yeah. Agent, He's a free agent. Oh, hmm. And also, he sucks. No, but you know what? I was thinking about Evan Ingram today. Uh, you were? I honestly What's think you could have. You? I was, because I did a draft <laughs> earlier. I did a draft earlier where we took him. <laughs> uh, no, but I was thinking about how like he, he could go to a different team in a better situation and end up kind of having the Eric Ebron tail into his career where he was like a part-time guy, but he's like used actually as a receiver, um, which is probably the way he should be used. I think there's some interesting late tight ends with the free agents. Like Njoku, uh, OJ Howard are both free agents, along with Ingram. They're that same class that we love that none of them really did great. You also got a, a Kui Boonham, as we like to call him, is like good at football. Potential for him to, I mean, I don't know, just like attack talent. Harrison Bryant in, in Cleveland, if Njoku leaves, they're going to use two. What I mean, about Hooper? Hooper? Yeah, I mean, Hooper's, Hooper's already, Hooper's here. Yeah, yeah I, have to speculate. I I would say of the my favorite tight ends on the board. I'm I'm still on uh, Team Gerald Everett uh, for who's available. You know what we could do? No, I don't want to do this. I like. <laughs> I was gonna say Kyle Rudolph. If uh, Ingram leaves, then he probably is their like starting tight end. He's probably starting tight end again, but he's like really old. He's really old, and and Jason Garrett's not there to to use him like Jason wouldn't. Yeah, I was reading um, Sean 
just put out his uh, best ball uh, tight end tiers. He had done his quarterback tiers up on Rotoviz, and the uh, everyone through everyone through tier five is gone. His tier six is Irv Smith, Cole Komet, Gronk, Logan Thomas, and Gerald Everett. Um, which interesting on you know taking the leap of faith on on Gronk. I believe Irv and Cole Komet are already gone. We don't have to go tight end here either, um, but just have to keep that in our back pocket. I think we can what, mess around late with some of these like free agents and stuff. I was talking about the OJ Howard. So team. one guy I'll toss out here is the guy we were talking about earlier. I mean, um, McKinnon is is still pretty interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I like McKinnon. Let's do it. Okay, he's a good pick. And then are we done? At our take one more. Yeah. So this is the 20 round draft. So I think structurally okay. we'll have like a luxury pick if we want. Um, it, I guess it depends too on if we go three QBs, do we go three tight ends? All those other receivers we talked about went. Corey Davis I know. almost made it back. It would have been nice to get nice. one of those guys back. Yeah. Just let me look at the wide receivers here. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver is getting Kyron Williams. Broke. I like a lot. It's it's a little bit. Uh, I like McKinnon over him, but um, but he's a pretty interesting name. I think someone we could end up, you know, taking more like the eighth or ninth round after the yeah. draft. <sighs> Dev sleepy. There's a couple of rookie wide receivers that are interesting here. Um, oh, there's one in particular. <laughs> yeah, well, there sure is. Yeah, there's Ryan definitely Mc... one that we <laughs> should one take. In particular, sure. oh, yeah, all right. Let's just. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> right. George Pickens just went. Would you say? Don't George look Pickens now? was one of the uh, was one of the other guys. Yeah, he looks really interesting too. But when he goes, that opens the floodgates even more. The skies are parting, guys. <laughs> the skies are parting. <laughs> God. <laughs> There's actually another wide receiver who's who's quite interesting as a rookie. Who? Uh, David Bell? Uh, David Bell, yeah. That guy's name is not at all halfway as cool as Sky Moore's name. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I fell asleep hearing his name. David Bell? That... that I think that's the name of the freaking like third baseman on my Seattle Mariners. When I was, like, yeah, it it does sound like a, an MLB. <laughs> when they won 116 name. games, we had uh, David Bell, and he was just like, the most boring. I think David Bell was David Bell an actual uh, baseball player. Yes, he I was the he third baseman for the, the Mariners. Right? When he won yeah, 116 okay, okay. Games. Yeah, it was like a really boring. Like I'm not even making that up. He was a really boring player. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was on that team, or maybe it was the year before or after. Are we Definitely. doing this for the brand? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. For the record, I think the people should probably be taking David Bell here and then see if he can get Sky Moore later. Why do you think I prefaced it with, are we doing this for the brand? No. We're taking Sky Moore. He won the fourth round on Underdog in one of these drafts. <laughs> that was a bit. We got 10 rounds of value. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, we, we do. I do need to get a, a sky. You got to get a, you got to get a clip. Yeah. 
just running all the slants all day long. We're going to need to put together some <laughs> tight end picks here. I like that suggestion from JW. Draft David Bell. <laughs> that's, we'll that's highlight really stashing I, was, for the I, just, I just shared this. <laughs> gotta, that would be a really I fun bit. Can in. we do that? Oh, he's the manager of the Reds right now. This is this is David Bell. We should do a highlight reel of him managing the Reds. <laughs> you know what's so good about this bit is it forces us to balance our range on Sky Moore exposure. Like if they end up going around the same place in drafts, it's like we'll have two highlight reels. And you yeah. can't you can try to snipe us on one, but you won't be able to snipe you, us. You won't be able to get us on both. You just Dude, what is going on is with going Pro Football on? Reference? The ads there are so bad. Jesus. Pro Fix Football Reference. <laughs> that was Baseball Reference. Well, it's all yeah. the same reference. Oh, yeah, Baseball It's, all, it's under the Reference family. Goodness. David Moore. I, guess I, I mean, David, David Bell. Bell. <laughs> David Moore. I already forgot his name. There he goes. There he goes. Um, that, Hey, let, let the record show. That was Gretch doing the screen share. I would never put that smut up on my screen. Uh, <laughs> Devontae uh, Parker. That's a pretty nice value on him. A historical anomaly talking about the McKinnon stuff. I do think the most likely thing is he resigns with, Agreed. uh, with the chiefs. It, it, I think like far and away, the most likely thing. Cause they, they have value. You know, they got a lot of value out of them. They see his value. And if you're him, you're like anyone who values you has to be where you want to be he would and it's just maybe at a different position i don't know it's just like who's gonna toss him such a bag you know at his age it just seems like such yeah. a natural thing to reach i think the bigger risk is they actually bring in someone else true right? to, yeah to true. with ceh yeah. that's like a little bit more and then he's like the sure. rb3 again <clears throat> yeah like they they might bring him back but then also bring someone else also Derek gore is good so don't worry about him. He was fine. I actually um, think he's good, man. I think Derek Gore is good. He Give was like in those games where the Chiefs were crushing. He he produced in in all of those games. Um, he just looks good too. I think it's like a Dearness Johnson thing where it's just. I like, think it's just kind of it's in the genetics, you know. I mean, in the family. <laughs> mm. The Frank Gore, Derek Gore family. <laughs> that yeah, you know. Even though that's been debunked, I still would like to believe that. Debunked. <laughs> Frank debunked with a three-second Wikipedia switch. It's been debunked. It, a, it took over the internet, you know, but it's been debunked. Uh, well, at least, uh, you know, Iceman bringing us our global uh politics news war is imminent uh but we'll always have our david bell jokes at least guys that's all that matters Oof. that's a downer that's a big old downer yep <sighs> yep they invaded goodness Or a foreign policy chasing. (coughs) 
I prefer snip chasing to uh, foreign policy yeah. chasing. I do too. What, what do you guys think about Terrace Marshall's chances of bouncing back? <laughs> um, not good. Not good. <laughs> what is uh? How is Robbie Anderson still under contract? Uh, I yes he is because he signed an extension. Okay. Goodness. Uh, th- that would be Iceman. And by the way, uh, Iceman has been killing my vibe. He left a comment about a guy killing himself on one of my YouTube videos the other day. I like you, Iceman, but you need to chill out. Can we can we keep that on topic? Yeah, here? I don't know if you like quite understand like what this is but it's kind of an escape from that <laughs> yeah well we then i'll go and uh google uh what's going on in the world just, yeah, just give us another uh, you know 30 more minutes to finish this draft yeah uh. um there's a couple interesting i mean there's a kind of some pass catching running backs left that are interesting um There's a two down running back who's a free agent who I think is kind of interesting here. He just went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the. I mean, I definitely think, let's see here, based on. So tight end, my guy, uh, Gerald Everett went, Trey McBride went, Gron- okay, so that entire tier got cleared out. Um, yeah, I feel like we might want to go two tight ends here at the end. Just take some. I'm shots. down. I'm down because there's actually a few guys that I think are fine. Yeah, uh, there's a couple guys that I like. So to update, uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this, um, our quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill. We have uh, four running backs right now: Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Ramondre Stevenson, Jarek McKinnon. We have two, four, six, what seven wide receivers: Michael Thomas, Kadarius Tony, Garrett Wilson, Cortland Sutton, AJ Brown, Sky Moore, William Fuller, and uh, tight end Travis Kelsey. You didn't say our first AJ Brown. Oh, you did say AJ Brown. I did. I just went out of order and it, it threw you. Confused. You're like, in what world could this sick fuck mention Garrett Wilson's name before AJ before Brown? Before AJ Brown. <laughs> How dare you? The you know what world? The world where the Patriots took AJ Brown. <laughs> Isaiah true. McKenzie uh got brought up. I definitely pitched him. All this talk about the Bills targeting another receiver does not have me as excited about Isaiah McKenzie, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. although I mean, isn't the thesis that he's taking over the Cole Beasley role? Like, if they get a bird, yeah, but like Kirk is a slot. He's also a free agent, though. McKenzie Davis was making the point uh, that McKenzie is also good on special teams, and so it's you know it's possible another team throws some money at him. Yeah. Yeah. So happens. Do we have any any wide receivers um, we want to entertain this deep? there is one running back that there's actually a couple running backs that I still yeah like a couple here. running backs I think we gotta I think we gotta sure up uh, tight end I think we we can't let ourselves get yeah down so to tight the end I mean dregs. didn't we what already kind of do that in a lot with the last round who's who's avail- who would be our tight end pick so available tight ends and we are on the clock Tunyon Brevin Jor- Jordan Troutman Tommy Tremble Austin Hooper Najoku Johnny Smith Donald Parham there's a bunch of running backs oh. that are interesting to me. 
Trace Cooper, I like Brevin Jordan Austin and Edwards. Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman, think, by the way, also with the the Thomas pick, we're already kind of. Can I just say something though? Gus yeah. Edwards is extremely undervalued at this spot. I'm down with that. I think he's undervalued by a few. Like what? What has changed for Gus Edwards? Well, you got to have him, you know, recover successfully from the injury, I guess. Yeah. Um. What uh? I'm looking at the tight ends. I guess the people. I think I'd go Hooper before. I mean, Brevin Jordan's interesting. Who do you want? I like Brevin Jordan. Okay. We can do that. We'll draft Brevin Jordan. He's a pass catcher. He got on the field pretty quickly. They don't really have much else. He had a really nice prospect profile, right, Pat? Really nice. A lot of of production. He had a breakout season. Yeah. Like a wide receiver breakout season as a tight end. That's pretty And then to get on the field right away, like you said, and actually produce as well, he was pretty good. Yeah. He's, he could be like a legitimately solid tight end. He's a dart throw guy. Like, I, I you want to keep the cost in check, but I, I yeah, like him as a dart definitely throw a fifth rounder and all that. But three touchdowns. Uh, his yards per target weren't great or anything, but I mean, he was solid. Caught over 7% of his passes, whatever. Texans aren't going to be good, but they might not be horrible. Yeah. Pep Hamilton. I think with, with Jordan, if we're going to do a third tight end, it makes me want a guy like Austin Hooper more, who's just like a stable. Yeah, we could uh, we could definitely do – who were the running backs you wanted, Pete? Well, I thought interesting names, um, and I view these all as similar probability bets, but uh, Trey Sermon, Gus Edwards, uh, Miles Gaskin, Naheem Hines, like I think all of those guys are are solid in this range. I agree. I think those are all solid. Yeah. I think I would go Hooper and just wait to see what comes back at running back with all that kind of. That's Gus like, Edward goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. We're we're definitely not. Hurting. Mostert feels like a good value there. Yeah, Mostert was a very good pick. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I want to take one of those you? backs. Yeah, do you have a? Those guys are pretty even to me, but. Um, I think they're all fine here. Or even a receiver. Do we need another receiver? Let's do... What about McKissick, by the way? Yeah, McKissick's here as well. I would just say, to me, like, I normally like layering for best ball McKissick more in zero RB builds or where I'm more Mm -hmm. fragile, whereas I feel like we can, like, have a bigger cut here just with how anchored we are. What about Gaskin, then? I mean, I like Gaskin. Yeah, he's gonna get replaced. He was bad this year, but let's—I mean, in the 16th round, he's a—he's a cut. He's shown you mean some like like work. a good cut, not like cut him from the team, but like take a yeah crack. Okay, <laughs> take a swing. Yeah, <laughs> he's fine. Yeah. I mean, this is a a price is, worth fighting at, but this is the like thing, he like, probably shouldn't go much higher. <laughs> Everyone bad. Every, I mean, the, the sad truth about all these picks is they have a similar probability of hitting and depending on the t- texture of your roster, what kind of points you're trying to get with the Heinz or McKissick floor or the S Edwards contingent value or the sermon by low or the miles Gaskin holds onto his job because of some crazy inertia or something like there's all different flavors, but they all are similar probabilities. Yeah. yeah I think that's a good way of putting it. Sermon sermon's somewhat interesting that you'd feel like you'd get some opportunity he was a little banged up too and he looked yeah vaguely okay yeah when he actually got some touches 
Dante Foreman, another guy still available that I've been drafting. Yeah. On oh, yeah. Late. Yeah. Yeah. Sermon's not fun to draft, but I mean, Damian Harris had a total zero as a, as a rookie and then emerged. So hardly be yeah. the first time that's happened. <laughs> Gaskin for the brand, please don't. <laughs> I, I would I would hope our brand is has it been so I don't know how our brand would have been associated with Gaskin. I don't think we've ever even had him on. Is he making a layered comment? We we had we got him on some waiver wires, uh, you know, on a couple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, still, I mean, missing missing Gaskin the year Laird told us he was the back to own to my face on a podcast and then I didn't draft him at all. That was, that was rich. Well, you know, in your defense, I watched that podcast and watched him do that and then also didn't draft him. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, we, I so got we're a receiver. At... That's it. okay. Sure. We're, we're going to need a wide receiver. So that, that works well. Okay, yeah, I like that. He's there, right? Yeah. He definitely should have been gone by now. Oh, yeah, Ben. That's a beautiful call. <clears throat> yeah, the, I mean, Dante Foreman, uh, was as JW says a beast. He's also a free agent. Is is his most likely outcome that he returns? Do you guys think? I think so. Yeah, I, I mean I, that's what I would peg it as the most likely for sure. Yeah, I mean he was on the street. You know what I mean? He, the, yeah. he was literally just. A, I don't even think he was on a practice squad. <laughs> You're a private jet. <laughs> I mean, just trying to get through it, man. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that is that was crazy because the Texans. What did they draft him in the? Was it like the second round? It was the Davis Mills. I think no, it was the no, third no. round. Right? Now you're leaking the private chats. I was talking about Dante Foreman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fuck it. Ever since I found out, like, world's at war, I, uh, I haven't recovered. Third round. Um, I just looked it up. He was the third round pick. But yeah. And he well, was. Well, he tore his Achilles. He tore his Achilles, right. like, immediately. And he was the one that was supposed to be kind of like. He was the heir apparent to the Arian Foster empire in the mm -hmm. Houston backfield. And people were stoked on him. I mean, I yeah, liked he him had a lot. Yeah. yeah, he had he had like a ninety eight in the running back prospect model. Like he yeah. crushed. If you were at that time, he, uh, at that when he came up as a prospect, you liked him for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Sean was I, in, to Sean's credit, he was like a little bit skeptical of him relative to his eye popping numbers in the in the lab and stuff. But yeah, um, but he did. He just popped in the numbers. Yeah, I was I was listening to. Uh... It, I think it was Travis May on uh, the Rotoviz Overtime podcast. It was pretty cool listening to him talk about some of those um, adjusted metrics he had been looking at for for quarterback play. You said you're going to be doing a podcast with him soon. Yeah, tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff sounded pretty cool. 
um, kind of, a, he was talking about adjusting for, you know, certain things like play action and, and stuff that can often skew the stats, um, mm -hmm. for some of the quarterback and, um, that it's shown to be a little bit more predictive. So I'm, I'm excited to see, see, uh, how that shakes out for this year's class. Yeah, I am too. And like anything that can help us predict these quarterbacks, I just think it's, it's so hard. It's the most important position in sports and it, yet it's like so hard to predict who's going to be good at it. The NFL. Level. Yeah. It, it really is. I think like where, what's your gut on, I mean, I was talking about it earlier, like late first, like, where do you think, like, where do you think the dynasty say super flex like cliff is or the tier break um, for, hmm. for this year? Uh, I think post draft, it's going to be like, Maybe after the 106, there'll be a tear break, or after the 107, there'll be a, a tear break. But you could also see, um, yeah, yeah, it was probably probably about the 106. I think there'll probably be a couple quarterbacks that people are talking themselves into. Brees Hall for sure, and then and then at least three wide receivers that I think people will be excited about. Mm-hmm. Like excited about is like early first round rookie picks and non super flex type of type of picks, and the, and those are Traylon Burks, Drake London, and uh, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean the quarterbacks are 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 probably the most you know wild card thing as they pertain to dynasty drafts because another thing Travis was talking about on that show was that a couple of the teams that you know, really need quarterbacks are later picks where they could reasonably go when you talk about the Bucks, the Saints, and those could be pretty exciting, you know, spots, at least for immediate fantasy production. Yeah, which is interesting because like in those types of situations, um, you don't always see like that's a guy a guy who might like sit for a year. But I don't know, those are always a little riskier too. Like I think teams move on from those types of picks quicker. Uh, like if the, if that guy stinks, then the team's probably going to have a really high pick the following year. So it's easy to move on. So a lot of the reason that I like taking quarterbacks, uh, early in super flex drafts, like that, those types of picks don't necessarily give you the same level of insulation. Uh, like even Zach Wilson, for example, Zach Wilson is starting for the jets next year. There's no question about that at yeah. all, you know, and you don't necessarily get if Zach Wilson was the 29th pick and just had the season that he just had, he'd have maybe like a 50% chance or less of starting for the Jets. So it does make a big difference to have that draft position. Yeah. Gretch, have you are you feeling the pull to start setting up on the rookies or not quite yet? I mean, I've been looking a little bit. Um you know, potting with Sean certainly adds to that. <laughs> so I've, I've been talking yeah. to him a little bit about it. Um, I, I would say I've looked at, you know, some of the, the first round guys and stuff. I wouldn't say that I have a good idea of the, the deep targets at all, but um, I have a decent vibe on a lot of these dudes other than like the guys named David Bell, who I don't care about, but <laughs> at yeah. this point. David uh, Bell's going to be pretty good, I think. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll love him at some point, but his name is uh, boring. MBS goes. 
That was that was the guy. We that was that was Pat's for. sneaky one. Uh, I should that also mention why we're why we're uh, talking about Dynasty. So in the ship chasing Discord, which if you're a YouTube uh, member, you get access to. Sam uh, Sherman is putting together some uh, best ball Dynasty leagues for uh, the ship chasing guys in there. So if you're interested in that a good reason to hop in. He's got a Google form or uh, at least a, um, a way to collect names and currently debating whether to go super flex with those uh, dynasty best ball leagues, which I think we will. So I always try not to uh, add more dynasty leagues to my plate, but if there's one way to get me to do it, it's with uh, a dynasty best ball, super flex. Then, then I'm in. I'll, I'll jump in one of those. I'll jump. Yeah. In. Yeah. It'll, I don't uh, know if I got to fill out the form or whatever, but. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get you we'll get you VIP yeah, access, Pat. Yeah, that was appreciate that. That was Chris G who took our pick and he's, he's celebrating in the chat. He's just so happy right now that he sniped his son. His so so um, Austin Hooper is still there. Yeah, let's Austin grab Hooper him. Want to close out tight end. Right, yeah, let's, let's grab him. let's grab him. And Joe Never, already went. Mike, I think we're, we we're deep. Didn't we we drafted Hooper last time because we had Landry and then we backdoored the Baker stack. I think we did that. Yeah, so Dub- Dubner's going to now tell me we have 66% exposure to Austin Hooper. Nice. I mean, he's a starting tight end. I mean, that's that's not bad in the 17th round tight end premium. It's just tight end premium, right? With Njoku potentially leaving, they're going to add receivers. Like, they might they might lose Landry. They're talking about pay cuts and stuff. and They're going to add some receivers. But, like, if Njoku leaves, I think that's – I mean, Harrison Bryant's going to play more and it's still going to be two tight end sets, but it's probably not, like, a bad thing for Austin Hooper. Yeah. No. There's some wide receivers here that are okay. Let's see here. I like how, um, whose team is this? So team 10, they took cook and acres early. Um, then pounded everything else and then came back And I think, you know, in hindsight with the way this draft broke, you know, living in this, you know, round, basically for round 10 on it, it seemed like, the running backs were the best values at almost every every pick. It would have been a, a good draft to just really piss yellow and then kind of scoop up all these good options. Because, I mean, Naheem Hines in the 16th round, um, yeah, Kenny Drake nice. in the 17th, like, these aren't bad. Yeah, McKissick still hasn't gone. Completely yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. We could have pushed it more. But, I mean, like, Ramondre in the 10th is actually pretty incredible. What are yeah, we doing yeah. with these last three picks that we can pretty much just go receiver, receiver, receiver? I think so, yeah. So we're done at tight end. Um yep. oh we could take a third QB. I think I think definitely two wide receivers and then either Q and then kind of luxury pick. Yeah. A QB or another running back. Yeah. McKissick and White, that's a good turn. 17, 18. Jeez. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. I I don't mind. I mean, of the quarterbacks here, I mean, Davis Mills is the one that I feel like would make sense for us as a third QB. Maybe improves year two, get a little stack equity with Brevin Jordan. Maybe they draft Sky more. You know, all those things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I could see it. By the way, James White is a free agent. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I don't want that. Um, I mean, given who else is available. 
Who, uh, so yeah, we either. He's going to take Mills if we don't. Who do we. Is Mills really all that's left? Yeah, I mean, there's Wentz, Mills, Garoppolo, Taysom Hill. I mean, it's it's pretty much done. I guess Darnold's there. I I'm good with Mills, Mills if you wanted to. Yeah, let's okay. grab Mills. Let's stick up there, QB. He wasn't bad as a rookie. No, he wasn't bad. It was, it's weird. He really wasn't. Chris, you, Team 5, are telling me that we're short at wide receivers? He's trying to get Mills. That's why I said he... He joked earlier he wanted to stack him. I think he actually wants to stack. He took MVS. That's why we we took Mills. I, I I'm this reading is- that as he wanted Mills, and that pushed me to want Mills more because he took our. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not gonna fall for your games. We're not we're not playing this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I don't mind. I I like in these twenty rounds most of my underdog drafts i have done three qb builds granted that's skewed because i haven't i've been missing on some of the elite guys i finally grabbed lamar jackson in the fifth of one of those to try to get a little bit more exposure but just early too with still so much uncertainty with free agency and stuff i i've just felt more comfy with uh the three qb builds yeah i've I've been liking the three QB, qb builds a little bit more too I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, back in the day, like when, when MFL 10s were popular and Rotoviz and all that stuff, all the research that was done was showing that 3QB was a lot more effective. I, I think people undervalue because, like, we know that a lot of receivers help, but I do think sometimes some of the research, it, it, it's more the round constraints in some of that research. Like, a lot of the stuff Leone's done is based on 18 round drafts, for instance. Yeah. And that makes sense. But, the third QB does add value when you have the additional rounds. Well, the other thing I was thinking about this the other day of, you know, we talk about, you know, diversifying in the portfolio and how I would like to adjust my meter here as um, Chris jokingly says three QBs is for cowards is like earlier on in the season, I'm willing to be in the off season more, you know, robust at positions like running back and tight end. And the closer we get to the season, and we have way more information on depth charts, injuries, free agency, all that jazz, then I'm willing to start to push the hyper-fragile stuff more, Mm -hmm. the two QB builds, the two tight ends, because I at least know, like, this guy's going to be on the roster, and he's going to at least be playing week one. Um, Whereas right now, there's uncertainty from so many different vectors that I just feel, and I'm willing to be risky. I I love pushing it to the max, but this early in the offseason, I haven't really felt the desire to do it. I mean, we're going to win this with Aaron Rodgers retiring and Ryan Tannehill and Davis Mills putting up uh, top 15 seasons. It could, it could happen. There's a question about why not a, a rookie quarterback, um, which I think is kind of interesting. Did did any I, rookie quarterbacks go? That's also an interesting thing, and this is a good reason, too, of just you know we're casually talking and I'm just looking at ADP that we're probably a little more anchored to – QB, uh, we're just kind of forgetting people. It's it's not even like anchored. We're just like, like that's a great point, and I I think maybe we should have taken Sam Howell because Sam Howell will right uh, be a starter for someone, and he's got he's got a lot more rushing upside than and just rushing ability than Davis Mills. Yeah, Uh, no, Bonefish, we're 
we these were just out of sight, out of mind guys for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did pick Mills because we had a little bit of a stack, but on underdog, these guys have uh ADPs that are that are popping up in the queue. So unless you're manually adjusting your ranks or setting your queue, like R- Malik Willis has an ADP of 350, a rank of 984 in the FFPC system. So uh, we're just chatting and uh, have not been going out of our way Doug, to uh, update Doug, you. the ultimate backhanded compliment here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just Eco's great game theory. Not usually too impressed with your strategy, but probably wow. on the 3QB breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> you could have left that last part out there. Yeah, yeah you just maybe just a, say great game uh, theory. I, I need to finish uh, top 10 in a, in a best ball tournament for the third straight year in a row. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good flex. Yes. Doug, if you want to compare best ball receipts, uh, I'm happy to do it anytime you want, buddy. Um the yeah, I the the QBs, it's interesting just how that works because the all those QBs have um you know top 20 ADPs on underdog, those rookie guys. Like they're going in these in these drafts. Pickett, Willis, um, who are the other guys in the conversation? Howell, who's the fourth? Uh, Howell, Willis, Pickett, um, uh, it's like Carol or Car- I'm, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Oh, Matt Carroll or whatever. Yeah. Doug is Erica's new alt. <laughs> corral, corral. That's what it is. I know it's okay. You know, it's screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. And corral. Not- I think, I think corral is seen as someone who's going to like, I don't there all these guys are getting shuffled around, but at one time I think he was like kind of the the consensus top guy. See, that would have been my response. Not I wasn't thinking of the rookie QBs either, but I, I was gonna say who do we take? You you mentioned Howell looks like because like I I heard Coral or Corral or whatever his name is. I heard Corral, his name yeah. more. I keep seeing Willis. There's some people who think um who's the other dude is is the number one. Pickett. Pickett's old. I, I don't. No, Pickett. not even Pickett. There's a who's the like QB five, QB six guy that some of the, um, that like uh, like Justice Mosquito and um, um, Nate Tice. Those guys love him. I can't remember who he is. Anyway, sure. um, um, you go to the. Yeah, I don't know. There. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Oh, Ritter. I haven't okay. even. I haven't even There's heard some, that name. A little bit of buzz that he could potentially be uh, a guy who sneaks in the first round, and and some people really like him. I was just going to show you this is the Ringer uh, draft guy nice. I was talking about. So yeah, so you can filter by position, but then they have three versions. Like you can have the deep dive version, like with legit scouting reports, or you can just go the skim version. Um, Where does he have Howell? Co- so he has Howell going. So he, oh, has he does have Ritter. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Shades of Daniel Jones Howell in the second one. Yeah, Kenny Pickett, second. Malik See, that's Willis. the trouble with this man. Well, it, look, if if Willis goes to the Steelers, he's going to be an awesome. That would awesome be sick. Player. Yeah. I mean, right, that where are we at with our draft? Yeah, sorry. Let me. Uh... But I think the move was probably to to gamble, especially because a third quarterback and. Um, Willis Willis could have given us some upside too. Willis, don't make this comp. I need a more, I need you, a more favorable comp. Will you run down like <laughs> 10 to a dozen receivers right now? Yeah. All right. 
Antonio Brown, Paris Campbell, John Mechie, Chad Hansen, Trent Taylor, Noah Brown, Taewon Taylor, Artavis Scott, Josh Reynolds, Josh Malone, Ryan Switzer, Isaiah Ford, Amara Darba, uh, these people, Zay Jones, <laughs> CD Westbrook. Most of these dudes aren't in the league anymore. I mean, what do you think about Mechie? Right? Oh, he tore his ACL. I think Mechie's still kind of interesting, yeah. though. All right, should we take Mechie? Uh, yeah, I didn't I mean, hear a single other name that I even am confident is going to be on a team this year. Yeah. Zay Jones. Uh, Zay Jones. Dotson is Harris Campbell. Gone. Oh, Jawan Jennings is kind of interesting from Uncle Andy here. He was I pretty think, good for San Fran. And I think, isn't Camp, Paris Campbell still interesting, right? Yeah. Justin Ross is gone too. There's also some rookies, Jalen Tolbert. Uh, oh, Jalen Tolbert. Let's take him. Yeah, I keep I'm hearing about him. You like him, All right. Pat. You, I like him, yeah. He pops yeah. Okay, numbers. I'll take Tolbert. Uh, here we go. And then, yeah, we'll need – We'll need one more. We can round out with one more wide receiver. So we got three Too QBs, matchy. five running backs, three tight ends. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This will be our ninth wide receiver. Yeah, we should probably take the, the receiver. All right, I'll put Paris and Mechie in the queue. I like that. Put Shakir in there, too. Who? Khalil Shakir. I, I threw him in. There's definitely additional dudes that are just like buried that yeah. are like legit wide receivers. I just can't think of any right now. So I mean, Jameson Crowder stuck around for a long time and he's going to, he's going to play for somebody. Yeah. There's an, that's an example of one. Somebody like that, I think makes some sense. Cause we've taken a couple of rookies. You know who he's going to be? He's going to be like the Willie Sneed last two years where he's annoying. He's playing in front of someone else. You'd rather see on the field, but he's still like, Producing a couple Crowder? of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Did Nelson Aguilar go? Mm, I'm no, to look through he did not. Right now. I mean, I think he's. You have a. Yeah. You have your finger on the pulse of uh, the, the Patriots wide receivers. No, I wouldn't say that. But I mean, I, I do think they could pass more in year two with Mike Jones and. They they signed all these dudes last offseason. Kendra Bourne and him. Jacoby Myers is actually a free agent. Like Eggler could actually wind up being the like the, part of the reason I like Myers is I just think he's good. He could be on a different team. Mechie goes. Deontay Harris uh has pointed out here. I think I, think that's I don't know. I if he didn't get the routes this year, I mean he was good on a per route basis, but they're gonna add additional pieces. Yeah, he should have. He he should have. He was pretty good. Yeah. Downfield threat. I'm just a little worried. Oh, yeah. I feel like JW bangs the drum for Deontay Harris every week. Yeah, he tore it up in Target's Brown Run, like top five on certain cutoffs. I'd be be into it. I feel like Aguilar is like, guy's going to play. All right, well, yeah, I could do Aguilar too. We went from saying uh, wide receiver is gross to having four guys. In too our many guys. I also, I also think uh, Nelson Bourne would make sense from the Patriots because, like, he was good this year. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Yeah. So who are we? I, I, I prefer Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Okay, let's do Kendrick Bourne. Okay. He like you, came you know, on. Getting the... Oh, Bourne's yeah. gone. He's not. He's oh. gone. So Deontay Harris, Aguilar, or Paris Campbell. 
I would do Aguilar or, or Harris would be my number two. I don't, I don't, Campbell's at that point where they're going to add receivers. I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm good with Aguilar. He's a starting wide right. receiver. There you go. I don't think Campbell's a bad pick. I was on him last year. I, I might just be, have been a year early and be a little snake bitten, but. Yeah, fifth, <laughs> he went at, uh yeah, 15th round there. Too. But I mean, if Bourne went in the 15th, why is Aguilar still there? They're not like different. Aguilar was because he didn't have a good playoff game. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the only reason. Um. All right, give us uh your uh, quick recap. I'll I'll run down uh, the full roster. You guys can give the uh, the final takes, and then we will get out of here. Uh, Travis Kelsey in the first round. AJ Brown started to uh, puke green here rounds three and four with Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones. Then we went Michael Thomas, Kadarius Tony. Aaron Rodgers, the rookie Garrett Wilson, Cortland Sutton, our guy Ramondre Stevenson, Ryan Tannehill, William Fuller, Jarek McKinnon, Sky Moore for the brand, Brevin Jordan, Miles Gaskin, Austin Hooper, Davis Mills, because we forgot about the rookie quarterbacks, Jalen Tolbert, and Nelson Aguilar. I like it. It's a fun team. I think I like it's a good, a good piece when you have more in Tolbert, and we were kind of thin at receiver, just to have a guy that can put up 60 yards, you know? Yeah, the uh, the two v two I kind of want to think about is like if we got, um, I guess it didn't really come into play, but you know if we had maybe had Kareem Hunt or Rashad Penny fall to us in the ninth, uh, and then in the fourth we took a wide receiver, like that would have been, which ultimately I guess we would have been bummed about because we wouldn't have gotten the the running backs that we wanted there, but right. Um, it did. It did feel to me like the ninth was a little bit dry at wide receiver. We, you know, there was kind of a tear break in the in basically after Chase Claypool, there was kind of a tear break. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think if I could um, undo one, it would maybe be getting the taking Ridley over one of these running backs, just knowing that we were going to like a lot of other running backs. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a hard decision point there because. Both those running backs look like nice values, but it was a ship chasing draft room where these uh, wide receivers were flying off the shelves. And another reminder, even in February, wide receiver is not deep. <laughs> it's not deep. It's not. I um, think we did a good job with the, the late tight ends. I think Jordan and Hooper is a really nice combo with Kelsey. I like where it too. We actually might. I mean, against FFPC, you only have to start two receivers. We might actually be flexing tight ends sometimes, which if we get a decent game out of either of those guys, it's that it doesn't hurt to go. I mean, it's just one of those reminders. There's two flexes, right? So it doesn't hurt to have three tight ends in tight end premium. When you have the multiple flexes, I kind of liked what we did yep. there. And uh, we got our, our guys, uh, Chris G and Nez uh, from the, who are you guys? The five hole here. Yeah. Uh, Eckler, Waller, Camara, uh, then Ridley, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Marquise Brown, uh, Dak Prescott, Gasecki, or Gasecki, as some people call him, Miles Sanders, <clears throat> Cordell Patterson, Julio Jones, Kirk, Tua, Parker, Nico, Brian Robinson, MBS, Crowder, Malik Willis, and Watson. Um, nice backdoor stack there on the uh, Dolphins. A uh, nice squad there from the Ship Chasers as well. Um, Eric points out that that Tony over Zeke was probably pretty huge given the way the room turned out. I, I agree. I think we would have been not as happy with the team if we did if we did take Zeke. That one was over by dead body. 
<laughs> that was a crack rock Robert Woods. Man. Well, hopefully uh, with better results. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I know uh, lots going on uh, in the real world. We're all going to go and uh, check up on all this. But as Pat mentioned earlier, it's nice to have this escape. We always uh, appreciate you guys joining us on Wednesday nights. And uh, yeah, just uh, wrapping up some of our housekeeping things. Check out that form for Omni Fantasy. Uh, I'll drop it in the show notes and it's also on Twitter. You can find the thread on ship chasing, get registered for the Omni cup because Gretch, right? Final warning. You're going to be locking start up these those... leaks when yeah. I wake up on the West coast tomorrow, probably nine, 9am 9 West coast, noon Eastern. I'll be sending out an email or something or starting to write it. Maybe it won't come out until <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, so be sure to get registered for that. Pat told us we have some wide receiver, content coming keep an eye out for uh his podcast with travis may tomorrow looking forward to that i will um i don't think i have anything going on tomorrow i'm taking tomorrow easy but uh i appreciate you guys uh hop in the discord if you guys would like to uh talk with fellow ship chasers throughout the week and we will see you next wednesday